Damn, but I will say, the second I said hot dogs, y'all fucking judged me. <laughs> oh, God, Did you lose your goddamn mind? I'm either gonna drink to be happy or drink to be sad, but either way, we're I'm drinking. Drink. I'll take you guys to New Jersey yeah. as a matter. I'm the enemy, because I like to think, I like to read, I'm into freedom of speech and freedom of choice. I'm the kind of guy who likes to sit in a greasy spoon and wonder, gee, should I have the T-bone steak or the jumbo rack of barbecue ribs with the side order of gravy fries? I want high cholesterol. I want to eat bacon and butter and buckets of cheese, okay? I want to smoke a Cuban cigar the size of Cincinnati in a non-smoking section. I want to run through the streets naked with green jello all over my body reading Playboy magazine. Why? Because I suddenly might feel the need to, okay, pal? I've seen the future. You know what it is? It's a 47-year-old virgin sitting around in his beige pajamas drinking a banana broccoli shake singing, I'm an Oscar Mayer wiener. I couldn't have said it much better myself, Dennis. Welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, let's see, my guest this week was uh, Giovanni Lucchetti and uh, Maya uh, Kinnenbrew, uh, friends of mine um, from the bar that I've met. Uh, super fun people. They are uh, scientists, uh, I believe, if I recall the conversation correctly. If I want to say it correctly, uh, they're into biology and they're uh, both working in labs and working on uh, some research and, and for uh, trying to say uh, trying to cure cancer and all that stuff. So hats off to them because they're they're doing it. They're doing good good things, good things in the world, better than what I'm doing. But uh, but yeah, so that was a good conversation. We talked a lot about um, community. Um, uh, Giovanni's from New Mexico, so we, you know we talked a little bit about. You know, getting to know each other kind of stuff more on an in-depth level, I want to say. So, uh, uh, building friendships is what I do here on the podcast. Uh, so, yeah, that was a great conversation. Um, and it's going to go on right after this. Uh, we'll have... Uh, let's see. I'm thinking out loud here because I was not prepared with notes. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be playing uh, a song by uh, my sister uh, in the middle of the break, so I'll tell you all about that uh, after the first round. So I'm not doing a sponsor anymore so far. I'm not sure if he needs it or not. It wasn't that I just dropped him, but uh, I'm always looking for sponsors. could always use the money. could always use the, you know, the airplay. I'm sure you could use it too. Um, you can all email me at, um, let's see, what is it, uh, a few deep at gmail.com. Uh, you could also follow me on Instagram, which is my handle at A-W-W-J-O-S-E, so it's all Jose. You can get a hold of me on that, or, yeah, the Facebook is a few deep as well. You can search for that. Uh, also, if you can go and review, uh, the podcast, give it a star rating, whatever you want. I don't care. You know, most people say, give it a five star rating. Psh, I don't give a fuck what you get it. Just give it a fucking rating. Write something, be like, this podcast sucks major balls. Yeah, or, or it's not bad. Pretty good. I like the podcast. I like to listen to it. So yeah, write a review over at iTunes or go to SoundCloud. Either one of those. Uh, also you can probably get wherever you get podcasts. You can do it. All right, so uh, this is going to be the the first round conversation with uh, Maya and Gio, and uh, 
I'll see you for the musical break. All right, stay tuned. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. My friends Giovanni Lucchetti. That's fine. And Mia Kinsbrew, or Kinebrew. Maya Kinnebrew. What did I say? Mia? Maya, yeah. Mia, Ma- Maya. I'm trying to get your last name right. Kinnebrew. Kinnebrew. All right, there we go. It's like my Kinbrews. Yeah. That's how I remembered your name at the bar. Because I was like, oh, it's a brew name. All right. If at any time, too, you guys got to use the bathroom or something, just give me a little whoosh, whoosh, or just get up and go. doesn't matter. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't, we don't have to stop the podcast or anything like that. Um, yeah, and we're live on the Facebook thing, but just so you know. <laughs> I didn't have anybody sign a waiver. You know, it's like one of those things was like, I didn't give you permission to fucking use me. I was like, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, one of those kinds of things. The world we live in. Yeah. yeah. Um. Let me just get my sound thing up here and rolling. Uh, some, I upgraded this thing and now it fucking tells me some other shit. And, yeah, and you can say whatever you want. Do whatever you want. You know, just so you know. It's like one of those. It's not like, it's explicit. So I, you know, you can say shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cock, no, balls. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's start with a beer first. Yeah. Since you guys brought... You know, we're going we're going completely New Mexican style. Right? Yeah, we uh have some really, really good beer for you from my home state of New Mexico. Uh the brewing scene in Albuquerque and Santa Fe is kind of exploding right now. So uh when I left the state that was six years ago, uh there were only a handful of breweries in the area and it seems like every time I go back, uh there's a whole bunch more. Yeah. It's kinda like it's been popping up like all over the country to doing some pretty rad shit, you know, as far as uh, getting some local brewery and some like good IPAs and stuff. So I'm excited to try some of this because I'm sure it's fucking awesome. Yeah, I have uh, my favorite double IPA, which I think is probably what I would promote starting out with. You uh, want to start with that one? Yeah, let's start with that one. All right, let's, let's, let's just destroy our palates. <laughs> sounds good. Uh, which one is? Uh, it's La Cumbre, which is the Get Elevated, the one right behind it. This guy. Yeah. All right. All right. So we'll let you do the honors and tell a little bit. Yeah. The brewery and. Uh, so I don't know much about the history of this particular brewery, although it did so, come okay. on the scene a little bit. Uh, right, I guess, as the kind of like the explosion in like you know microbrew in Albuquerque started to happen, and yeah, I don't know, man, like. Uh, I guess they kind of got famous because there's this like Great American Beer Festival in Denver every year. I think it's in Denver, and uh, they went and took the gold for the the double IPA. So you know that's awesome. That's where it started. But taking uh, the gold is the shit right there. Yeah, I mean, if you can take the gold and, and a double IPA, because some, some of those are fucking hard to do. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Like uh, this like topic we were talking about about the explosion in the. I opened it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
No, no, it's cool. <laughs> How about uh, you pour you yourself a little bit? Yeah. So we were talking about this actually in the car the other day. I had a lot of family in town uh, to celebrate my my achievement, and we were talking about millennials and uh, the you know people have you know suggested that the reason we have all these uh, you know micro all this interest in in uh, craft beer is because people are searching for an authentic experience that separates them from like the mainstream. Uh, experience like you know drinking Budweiser or what what have you. Yeah, I think that's like you know s- some of the similar things of why people start creating. Uh, the last podcast I had was about like subgenres of music, I and mean, it was a really long, kind of cool, weird conversation. Uh, but I think a lot of that has to do with too of like breaking the norm and like wanting to listen to something else. You know, same like I don't want to drink Budweiser, I don't want to drink you know piss beer all fucking day. Like yeah. they've mm-hmm. been for since the beginning of time. You know, it's like, so they started, you know, crafting these, these other craft brews with IPAs and, and now they're just blowing up with like, you know, all kinds of coffee and fruits and, you know, all kinds of random shit. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, cheers guys. Cheers. Thanks for bringing the beers. Yeah. I appreciate it. Hope you, hope yeah. You enjoy it. Oh. Sorry if this is arms is a weird kind oh, of thing. All right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. It's delicious. I like the clarity on it too. It's almost like a. It's definitely a West Coast style. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although you know, these days I'm starting to see a lot of these like unfiltered beers uh, that well, are sort of milky. Well, yeah, they're all uh, the New England style. The, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the New England Northeast, you know, hazy IPAs, which they're some of them are filtered, but I mean, we we've been brewing some and we've been using oats. Oats. So the oat kind of gives it this like cloudy, like uh-huh. almost like a Hefeweizen style, and it's yeah. They're good. You know, they're like, use like juice bombs. But, it reminds yeah. me of a brass monkey. Yeah. <laughs> we used to yeah. take like these, uh, what are they called? Uh, sparks. Oh. God, it's this terrible, uh, like, you know, it's like a energy drink with alcohol in it. It was oh, sort of like the original yeah, yeah, Four yeah, Loco. Yeah. It was called Sparks. I've heard of that before. And yeah. so we used to do this thing in high school. I shouldn't say high school, but it was high school. <laughs> uh, I mean, you say because you're not in high school anymore. Yeah, not in high <laughs> school anymore. I made it. Fuck you, school. high school. Fuck you, high school. <laughs> so I mean, you know, shaking our shaking our fist at society, we would drink uh, drink the Mickey's forty down to the label <laughs> and top the thing off with some of this like Sparks drink, and that was that was our brass monkey. Is that is it? Is it like a soda almost, or is it like a? It's it's like a Red Bull that tastes like oh. or- oranges. Huh? Oh shit! So it's kind of like a shanty, but like yeah, ele- elevated like a four loco. Like yeah, it's like jacked. <laughs> it's like a Monster Energy drink ran into the wine cooler of the nineteen eighties. And... <laughs> Man, you're gonna get all the all the high school kids started. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, you drink one of those forties. Holy smokes, man! Like even in, even today, I, I drink one of those things, and that malt liquor really. Uh... Oh, Mickey, like a Mickey's or something. Oh yeah. yeah. Should I remember one time? Because like PBR was making forties, like you know they're like fat ass forties, and they were like, I think like two dollars or three dollars down at the liquor store from my house, and we were just like, well, let's go just get a couple of forties. We all got like four each, and I think the most I drank was like three and a half. Of like, I was like, that's just way too much liquid. That's a volume problem. Beer. Yeah. yeah, well, but Maya, Maya's like familiar with this uh, hazing routine, right? The, oh, yeah, do the Edward 40. Yeah, hands. that's it. Uh, what's the 
you know, Edward, 40 hands you. Okay, well, it's normally like a birthday thing. We would attack people with duct tape and 40s. So you duct tape the 40s to their hands. And really, the problem is by the end of it, you have to go to the bathroom well, so yeah, gotta, bad, but yeah. you're duct taped. That's like, I would just keep chugging. Yeah, yeah, you chug as Finish fast, it, as, yeah, as, fast, fast as, you as you can. can. Yeah. Um, th- well, they're, they're also doing like, I don't know if that's a thing too, but they're making like staffs. Oh yeah, wizard staffs. Wizard staffs. Mm-hmm. What yeah. are these? <laughs> this one's new to me. Huh? Well, they just like the finish can, I guess, is yeah. on the bottom, right? And yeah. they just make the top one, and they just keep drinking. So they have a, a staff at the uh, end with the, the tongue mm-hmm. on top, so they're drinking it like this, mm-hmm. and it fucking looks weird. Try to get the longest staff. This was in the Isla Vista. They were doing this. So. It's all over. Oh yeah. 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 Lots of people. I'm like, my friend was posted some pictures, and he was doing some shots. Like, what the fuck is that? It's like, dude, you're the wizard staff, bro. Uh, no, I don't, bro. <laughs> I mean, I feel my age all the time, you know? I mean, I graduated, uh, from tech in 2007, and so, I mean, quite a bit's happened, like, on the college drinking scene since then, like, she I was... feel like every year they're, like, <laughs> something new is, like, created by some other assholes, like, we're doing this now, and you're like, why? Why? <laughs> all right. Well, I and always feel old school. I don't like drinking games very much. I mean, like, I came from a generation where you basically, like, had quarters, did you? Oh, yeah, we did quarters. And then uh, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm older though. We had flip. We had flip cup. Like, <laughs> yeah, flip cup. You did flip cup's great. We called it boats. Boats. Yeah. Same same kind of game. Ah, uh, same same game, man. A race to the end, and you know, I mean, beer pong maybe entered there at the end, but like now, you know, Maya tells me about like gaucho ball and like all these crazy <laughs> variants. What's gaucho ball? Uh, oh, is that the bouncing one? It's the bouncing one. That's the one that Laura was trying to explain to me, and I was like, I still don't get it. There's different names for it. It's kind of complicated. You, you have to, like, bounce it. a ball and, like, just cups in front of you, right? I mean, you don't have to explain the whole thing if you don't want to, but <laughs> sorry about that truck outside. You're going to hear a lot of shit that's, like, a lot of noise oh, background. Oh, that's cool. It's pretty sensitive, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one, like, is really sensitive. Mm. That's kind of why I got a... Actually, a friend of mine gave me that one first, and then I bought this one just so it could be... Because before I was just using that one, and it was like mm. in the middle uh-huh. for both of us. I wasn't using uh, headphones, which is kind of. But now I'm like, I gotta get more professional. Yeah, no, this is every time too. I gotta get. Yeah, I gotta get a little bit more professional. Now I need better headphones and one more mic. One more mic. Yeah, on. so we can because four people is is a little too much for a podcast. I mean, it can be done, but three is probably the best. Uh huh. Well, two is the best, but three being the the next best. Four. It's just too hard to keep one conversation going. There's a lot of sidebar action, and it yeah, just like yeah, kind of gets yeah. mixed up in recording. And you're like, For "The sure. fuck are these guys talking what are these about?" Guys talking about, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So I just gotta get some some random, but yeah. People, you'll hear you'll, that mic will pick up like kids hollering and be like, "Fuck you!" and shit. Like you're like, "Dude, man, asshole. I heard the best things living out here on uh, East Palo Alto, man. Like my neighbors are some colorful fucking people." Oh, dude, yeah, same here. They're all fucking it's yelling like, at each other. Kids. We were at my buddies from the law school live down the hall from me, and this woman just like screams out, "Go ahead, hit me again!" <laughs> And we're just all sitting there like, oh, oh my god. Was it like, yeah, outside? <laughs> I mean, we could. it seemed like it could have been yeah. in the adjacent apartment. And we were like, uh, everyone had like a question of judgment. like, Or, you know, like, you yeah, know, yeah. yeah, should we do something? <laughs> we didn't hear like a thump and then silence or anything. So we sort of like, well, maybe maybe they'll figure it out. Oh. Yeah, damn. Mm. Um, 
Well, he would throw these the little snapper things, throw on the concrete, and they explode. Oh, the poppers, the yeah. Poppers, yeah. You can get those really crazy ones in like Chinatown. Yeah, they so have these you, ones that are like, like break, not your average yeah, ones. No. They they look like a black cat. Ah. Oh. Uh, and when you throw them on the ground, I mean, they really blow up. Really? It sounds like an explosion. <laughs> Jeez. So, like I'd have. Man, these, I needed uh, those back when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I would calm the people down on the other side of the hedge. So I mean, like you know, there was like a hedge dividing my complex from the adjacent complex, and mm-hmm. there were always always these people coming home like at like every hour, and they'd get in these like, you know altercations out in the parking lot and i would just be sitting in my apartment like oh man you know like when's this gonna end yeah and uh my she did the problem was just like chuck one of these things like out of the window hmm? <laughs> <laughs> like it would explode and like they would have like a momentary like oh my what the God. fuck was that yeah and you know often like it caused them to disband <laughs> that's awesome yeah i got a kind of little small funny story about the poppers like when I was like 12, I used to live in this apartment on the third floor, you know, with my parents and stuff. And me and my best friend were out on the balcony. And then across from the balcony was this like shingled white house. And we got a shitload of those poppers and we're just launching them off at this house. And not thinking anything of it, you know, when you're 12, you're just like, fuck it. You just want to hear it pop. So it's like popping all over the house and shit. And then later on, this lady came over and like was like screaming. She's like, "You guys fucking put all these black marks on our fucking side of our house." And then we looked, and it's like all these like oh black dots from the little pop, you know, uh-huh. the whatever gunpowder that's fucking in those things. It's just, uh-huh. oh, it was so funny. Did your parents make you clean it up? Uh-huh. No, we couldn't. There's no way because it was like a huge house, and it was like. You couldn't even hose it off. It needed probably like reshingled or repainted. Oh, it was man. like we fucked that shit up pretty good. Mm-hmm. We still tell me and my friend bullshit about stupid stories, you know. Dude, I don't know, man. You give kids fireworks. That's bad news. That's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. Give them, give them sparklers. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, supervised. <laughs> you know, that's kind of like was a big deal growing up for me too. There, there was always issues though because people would like worried about uh, fires. Huh? Yeah, that was one thing. The I, I'm not used to that. So on the East Coast, it rains all the fucking time. Yeah. Our fires are there's no wildfires, there's no regular fire. I mean, you light a fire, that shit's going out in like five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the ground's so wet, it's you know, it, it doesn't, you know, you don't go a week without it raining once. Even in the summertime, you got thunderstorms, all kinds of shit. I mean, there's fires, but not like, not like it is out here where you catch a dry fucking day and just. Whoosh, yeah, I mean, like, they would try to regulate it. They would try to make it so that you could not buy fireworks, like, in a dry year. But, of course, you know, we had so many Native American reservations around us that yeah. they didn't have to, like, adhere to any of that. So, even if, like, couldn't get it, like, in the normal normal place every year, you just, like, waltz over to waltz over to your favorite reservation and, like, buy a bunch of fireworks. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's kind of a big part of the the state, like, speaking speaking back to New Mexico, I mean, like, I, I think it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of funny what happened, you know, I mean, we came Spanish conquest and, like, took all the land from these people and, you know, you know, subjugated them with religion. Right. Did terrible things to them, honestly, and uh, now, you know, like, they have sovereignty and they have their own, their, their own territory and uh, they're allowed to, like, govern themselves. And, uh, as, as a consequence of that, you know, they've sort of like made casinos. Yeah. And now it's like this funny, 
feedback on the people that kind of like ousted them to begin with you know yeah. uh, you have all these people now that are like addicted to gambling uh, uh and yeah i like, feel like the natives it's hard for them to to kind of well they're not addicted to gambling it's the oh, it's the it's surrounding just... uh people like the the spanish uh locals now as you would call oh, okay. them the the transplants yeah that have been living there many generations and they call it home it really is very much their home but yeah. uh now now they're like addicted to like uh oh, all geez. this gaming yeah and so like you have this situation where it's kind of funny that the land used to like people have own land and they'd uh give it to their give it to their kids and now you have all these people who gambled away all their assets at the at the casino oh, and shit. uh their kids like don't inherit uh, don't inherit anything, but you know, I, I find it kind of, it's oh, kind of ironic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's no good. Um, they're mixed feelings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, what was, so what was more of the New Mexico like vibe like then? Like, so you were born in New Mexico, right? Yeah. I'm born in Northern New Mexico in, uh, Albuquerque, uh, this town area. called Española. I've only been to New Mexico twice. Uh-huh. Uh, been to Albuquerque, uh, Santa Rosa. Is that that's in there, right? Uh, you know, if is there that, is a Santa. I mean, it, yeah, I think it's uh, south. It's south of a. Uh, yeah, there was a national park there near there. I can't remember. Uh, I'm trying to think to myself if there is a Santa Rosa that I'm aware of. I mean, it could be near Santa Fe. Maybe it's Santa Fe. I could have got it wrong, but I believe there was a Santa Rosa, too, because it was really small. It wasn't big at all. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I played a show there, and then uh, I was at a re- some kind of restaurant, and I was like, oh, this is kind of weird, but cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then, uh, yeah, that Albuquerque was cool, but then I just drove north to Colorado through the the mountain. You go whatever. Did you go on I-25? or Maybe. I don't remember the route. Did you go through Las Vegas? Mm-hmm. There's a Las Vegas, no. New Mexico. Oh. No. Oh, okay, crazy. Who knows? I think whatever Albuquerque goes, whatever the road that shoots straight up uh-huh. Uh-huh. was was the one, I think, that we were on. Because it goes right into the southern of, of Colorado, right? Yeah, so it's kind of like if you go north on I-25 from Albuquerque, you go to Santa Fe, and then you can continue on that freeway, and it sort of like does this weird thing where it goes, um, it goes like southeast towards this town called Las Vegas, and then uh, it swings back north. And takes you into Colorado and like towards Denver. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But you know, like the state is one of the best places I think to have had the opportunity to grow up. I mean, I think a lot of people. What was the high school like? Well, what kind of the vibes? Like, what what kind of shit did you guys do there? Because I feel like there's a lot of open space and not a lot to do. Yeah, I mean, it's a very very rural feel. I mean, uh, I went to a I went to Powaka High School, which is a is a tribe. Uh, so I mean, you know, there's the Popoque Pueblo. Okay. In fact, there are eight major northern pueblos in New Mexico, of which Popoque is uh, hmm. one of them. And a lot of my uh, school classmates were themselves Native Americans that were members of the Popoque tribe, and they're like really just fighting to keep their traditions alive. You know, I mean, they had uh, yeah. classes to learn their language, which was Tewa. And did so, you learn? Did you learn some? I didn't learn any Tewa, no. uh, but uh, you know it's kind of interesting in New Mexico. Like, there's also like uh, incentives for people to keep uh, speaking Spanish. Yeah, and it's the only state where uh, government mandates that you must 
include Spanish education uh, in the K through twelve. Yeah, like uh, gr- in the grades. Yeah, yeah. Like growing up learning. I wish the I wish I would have had that because I feel like being diverse like that is such a better a better thing for kids. Because well, as I get older, I'm like trying harder, and I'm like, fuck, it's it's tough. It's tough. You have to have an immersion immersion experience. I mean, for me, it's kind of sad because uh, despite having this education opportunity, like in the public schools, uh, my parents were from a generation where they themselves learned Spanish as a first language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but they, uh, because of st- stigma uh, towards the towards the ethnic group, like it was like you know just not thought of as a valuable skill to have. I mean, it was more like integrate yourself. Uh, in like the Western culture, yeah. And forget your heritage because that's not going to help you. And so my parents didn't teach me or my siblings uh, how to speak Spanish. And oh, wow, that sucks. I I can't speak Spanish, but you know because of this weird education, yeah, uh, it's so weird. Like you don't learn a language by uh, learning grammar. Like when we learn to speak English as children, like you don't start with a book on English grammar. You just hear your parents. Yeah, speaking, speaking English. Yeah, and when you learn Spanish, like through the education system in New Mexico, like they start with grammar, and you know I can like do a lot with Spanish grammar, and I have a lot of Spanish vocabulary. Yeah, uh, but in the spoken form, I'm like, yeah, I can't do it. Like, I, can't I know, do it. I know words and forming them into sentences don't really work no. so well. I'm like, God damn it, Maya's mother uh, is from Guatemala and also also is a Spanish mm-hmm. speaker. Hmm. But I don't speak Spanish. But you don't speak Spanish either? No. She apparently tried, but I don't remember that. <laughs> I doubt Like, I gave up. Yeah. And you're from Southern California, right? Yeah. Orange County. Orange County. Mm-hmm. She's proud of it. Not really. No? The OC. <laughs> I didn't really enjoy high school. No? No. Not really. Contrast your experience with mine. Huh? You didn't even talk about your experience, but, well, okay, and I don't know, this high school I went to is like everyone's just trying to climb social ladders and be the prettiest girl and the most popular guy and that sounds like OC for sure it was so stereotypical OC yeah and yeah I didn't really enjoy it did you leave right away after high school I did leave right away and I've been moving north through California did undergrad at UC Santa Barbara and now I'm okay up here so how was Santa Barbara? I've, I've heard mixed <laughs> things about that place. Yeah, we should be giving her a lot it. of credit for surviving. I love yeah, Santa that's what I was going to say. It's definitely a party school, which yeah. I very much enjoyed. I mean, you work hard, but then there's like always things to do when you're done working hard. It's on the beach. You can't be sad. Yeah. You fail a test and you just stumble onto the beach and crack open a beer and it's, you just can't be sad. It's beautiful. Yeah. I would never have made it to class, man. Like, we went one time, and uh, it was a I Wednesday. I had to take him back there. It was like a Wednesday, you know, and I was not even a holiday, like nothing even close to a holiday, I think, when we went. And there's just kids pouring down the streets, wearing costumes and almost Jeez. no clothes. And I On was a fucking like, Wednesday. On a Wednesday. You yeah. never really wear a lot of clothing there. Well, it's just like all nude yeah, bathing, yeah. Bathing, suits. bathing suits. Yeah, lots of bathing suits. So. Yeah. yeah, the lawns are littered with like empty beer cans and. Shit. I took a photo of this like uh, partied out backyard. Like it looked like the party had just ended. Like it could have been a museum diorama. It had like uh, shit everywhere. It just had like empty thirty racks and handles of the cheapest liquor just like on their sides and 
Dixie cups, and it looked like people had just left. Yeah. And there's like an equally sized crazy party, like at the neighboring at the neighboring house. Oh man, I enjoyed so, it. And how long were you there? Four years. Oh, yeah. you got, you went to Santa Barbara for four years. Yeah, I did okay. my undergrad there, and I got out in the four year amount of time, and made it to Stanford from there. So I did well. So yeah, you survived, and you did well. Yes. Yes. I feel and like, I had fun. And you had fun. Yes. So you hit all three. A lot of people probably hitting none. <laughs> you're like, yeah, you've yeah. made all three shots, and these guys are like, yeah, I didn't make it to class. No. I'm just dead. No, yeah. Wow. I mean, my, my like strategy is I would see these people partying on my way to class and on my way back from class, and I would just study for one hour, and then it would be just like miles ahead of the curve. Man. I hadn't cool. thought about it that way. The background wasn't, the competition wasn't so bad. Yeah. yeah. You were in the College of Creative Studies. There were like a lot of really smart people. Hmm? I was in this little hidden college. What did you, what did you major in there? It was biology. Biology? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. My college experience was like in this vacuum town in New Mexico called Socorro. Socorro is a Spanish word that means divine help. And okay. I think it's like an apt name for the town because it's in the middle of fucking nowhere. And yeah. you felt like at so many points, I felt like at so many points in my time there, I'm just like falling to my knees and being like, God, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> it was so bad. It was an engineering school. And if you wanted to do science or engineering, is a great place to do that. Yeah. Uh, but women, for whatever reason, don't, uh, don't, go, don't, there. don't go there. So there's no girls. No women. Uh, the ratio when I started was like, I think like six to one. Oh, Jesus Christ. Guys to girls. And the oh. girls that do go are, like, a special type. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. these, these women. And then if they were, like, halfway attractive, you know what I mean? Like, they knew they were in the minority situation, and they played it to their advantage like you wouldn't believe. Oh, well, I bet. They're a hot commodity. So, I mean, I basically never... I don't buy drinks for women. I, I just... That's my rule. I don't... Ever? Like, even at the bar? No. No. What about for your girlfriend? Uh, I mean, I'll buy her drinks now, but okay. it's not like, it's not like my, you know, it's not like, like our... No, fuck you, buy your own drink. No. Yeah, you know, I mean, so like, these women like just would That's smart, abuse though. the men, you know, oh, they yeah, just totally. abuse the men. And like, I, I would like see that if I wasn't going to bend over backwards, there were like five other dudes uh, that are going to be take, are gonna taking do it. it up. Yeah. So, I mean, there was a interesting dynamic. And then besides that, the, the college had a really cool tradition or history. It was a mining school. Uh, I seem to have met a few miners, like in my travels through, like between there and like Nevada, uh-huh. and it was kind of like a weird dudes for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. this dude gave us like like a hundred dollars in ones for the strip club, and we're like, you know, me and my Ooh. friend because we were on tour, and he's like, I like you guys. I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take you guys out, and we're like, okay. okay. And he just like handed us like a shitload of ones, and we're like. Dude, let's just keep these ones because we're gonna need it for food. Well, and we kept like most of the ones and like had like ten out. We're like, oh yeah, we're spending. You no, know, I could to- mm-hmm. totally relate to that story in a very very <laughs> scary way. So like we had this, uh, we had this event every year called Forty ers Okay, uh, it, at the mining school and the Forty ers holiday. You know, in the modern day, is celebrating. I think like the homecoming for the rugby team. Like we don't have any sports, just rug- rugby. That's kind of cool, actually. Yeah. Because rugby, you don't have, like, regular football no. or, or baseball, none of that stuff? Just rugby. Wow. And so the, the rugby team is called the Pygmies. And cool. uh, the the homecoming is on this holiday of 49ers. But, you know, the original reason they celebrated actually, like, 
had more to do with the mining culture that was uh, present from the beginning of the school's founding. Yeah. And, uh, man, it was just... There were alumni at the college uh, that told us what the celebration was like in their in their years and it was like a free-for-all like you know like the anheuser-busch truck the school would pay for the truck to like come and park on the campus and just booze up the the entire student population shit and they would just uh they would just go go nuts so there was this uh thing that we did during 49ers weekend where the there was like a fundraising event uh, called the Bordello, the Bordello Night. Yeah. And uh, this is related to your ones story. Yeah. Uh, they would get a bunch of women, which there were not many of, uh, to volunteer <laughs> uh, to run this Bordello show. And they would dress up like these saloon girls. <laughs> Little can-can. Yeah, man. Like, you know, the yep. the, the whole nine yards. And there was a, a madam uh, that would sort of like, you know, lead the entire show and uh, they would auction the girls off to like a crowd of drunk, oh, rowdy dudes. Jeez, and uh, that sounds not right <laughs> at okay, all. Okay, so the proceeds. So the proceeds. So this is what would happen. They would. Uh, they would. They would like you know hype one of the girls, and bidding would start. And so like people would like you know throw up throw up hands. And usually what ended up happening is the girl was dating someone. There's no single women. Right. Yeah. And uh, the guy would you know club together with all his buddies and bid for the bid for bid for the girlfriend and it would raise a lot of cash and the guy that would win the bid uh would get to walk up on stage and like remove the girl's garter uh with with his usually with his (laughs) teeth it's a wedding uh, thing yeah like a wedding thing and the you know it was it was funny and and uh all the money went to like uh you know one of them, I think it was like for support. It was like battered women and okay. different different things. So I mean, yeah. it, it so, was so, like messed it, up and chauvinistic, but it was like. Uh, but so, it also helped. Yeah, the same cause, I guess. It was like the Chappelle thing. He rapes, but he saves. <laughs> oh, he saves more than he rapes. <laughs> Did you see this? I thought, <laughs> yeah, I've seen that one. <laughs> yeah, the Chappelle show is the best. Well, okay, so the mining tradition at my school, like, wasn't, like, what Maya experienced. Like, Maya was experiencing just, like, constant, like, crazy parties. Yeah. And it's not that we didn't party. I mean, in fact, living in this isolated situation. That's all you want to do, That's all we did want to do. And we would just, like, rely on house parties. And what was, I think, different about what Maya experienced is she probably didn't see the same face uh, all the time. So you didn't have the same friends. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you had some, but, like... We had groups of friends, but we would migrate, and I mean, you'd, you like you never go to the same party, rent, yeah. No. And the parties are huge, yeah. And yeah, there's definitely a lot of different faces. I mean, so it's like, like uh, what's that movie, Party X or X? I haven't seen that. No? no, oh, never mind. <laughs> well, like at the parties I'd go to, you'd see the same faces like all the time. Like, oh, you're here too. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Let's party yeah. again. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun, you know. I mean, I. The cool thing that I got from it... And uh, did you do all four years, too? I did uh, biology in five years, so I wasn't as smart as Maya. Uh, but, you know, I mean, to my credit, you know, the college was, like, a really notoriously hard place to uh, get a degree from. Yeah. Like, the, the combined with the isolation and then just, like, the curriculum. Like yeah. All the, all the students, like, had to take, for instance, regardless of their major... A year of chemistry, a year of calculus, and a year of uh, physics. Okay. And so for me, yeah, it was like calculus was tough. Huh? That yeah. 
And uh, I can't do that shit. I got through it, but I mean, you know, it took me five years. Yeah. Um, but truth be told, I, I, I flunked English like three times. And again, engineers don't like to write. Uh, right, yeah. Uh, and convincing them that it's important actually yeah. out to be pretty fucking hard. Right. Myself exactly. can attest to that. Um, but you know, that I did that and I got the biology degree and then I got a master's in chemistry at the same at the same institute. I guess I was a masochist and wanted to like stay isolated even though all my friends graduated and like moved to other places but that's actually the point i was going to make is besides getting like a really good education i i fortified friendships okay that are ongoing to this to this day and yeah. they're some of the best people like maya's met all of them almost and they're they're just really solid people who would like be there for me like in just about any uh i mean those are the best friends to have yeah i only got like two or maybe two or three of those at the most you got to hold on to those people yeah i met them in bands Bands in high school kind of Are thing. they close to you now? No, they all live way away. See, that's rough. I would imagine that's hard for you because for me, it, it causes me a lot of strife not to just be able to like go out and hang out with somebody. Yeah, it's kind of a bitch. Um, it's one of the things I I really lack around here is like a bunch of... Fr- like. Well, I mean, I have a lot of acquaintance friends. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know. But as far as like, you know, good friends that I like, you know, like you and me should go to the bar or we should be doing... We should yeah. hang out a little bit more. Uh, yeah, all my friends like that are back home. So what do you, uh, what do you think is the limiting factor now? Like, I, I mean, you're a sociable, sociable guy. Like, yeah, what, what do you I'm think it sure. is? I'm not sure. Um, I don't know if it's me or if it's just a lot of people in the Bay Area too seem to be, uh. I love it. The Bay Area. Kind of, kind of isolated, I guess. It's not me. It's no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I mean, I feel, I, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, it resonates with me. Yeah, yeah. It seems to be like, uh, you know, that they're. Some of them were outgoing, and then I don't know if it's, like, the fact that they've got girlfriends now, or they didn't before, or they weren't as serious as they are now, but especially as you get older, I guess, too, the more, like... People, people get serious. People start, yeah, I guess a little bit more serious, and they're like, uh, we don't want to... Can't sit around drinking beers on a radio station. Yeah, I can't be fucking hanging out with you just bullshitting. Well, why the fuck not? <laughs> no, I know that. What else are you going to do with your life? You, you know, going to do something? <laughs> For me, like, I, I, I totally hear what you're saying for sure. And the other thing is... Uh, so you can wish to crack this other beer, but keep it rolling. Yeah, do it, do it. Uh, I was going to say that it seems like for me, uh, earlier in life, you're a little more open to, like, developing those relationships with people and you sort of hold on to those. And then as you get older, it starts to get more difficult uh, to, like, open yourself up and uh, trust trust people i guess i mean like for me like i don't know maybe maybe i shouldn't say that well i heard i heard a friend of mine from here say that it's really hard to get to make friends and to get people to do stuff and for me it was the total opposite but now i'm feeling the effect of that like now i see it's it's harder to get people to do stuff but at the, at first when i moved here i was like I got like hundred friends immediately. Uh-huh. And it was like, oh shit, I'm hanging out with this person, that person, this person. It was like kind of nonstop. It wasn't so much of a you know uh, where the friendships really stuck. It was kind of like, oh, you know, I have one or two people that I always hang out with, and then it kind of like branches out. Yeah. But you know, now it's like I don't see you know most of those guys very often anymore. Well, you know, it's like once they move out, you know, my old roommates, or you know, once. You know, they got different jobs, different schedules. It's like, you know, totally different. Totally different. I mean, I I sort of feel like uh, 
one of the reasons these friendships I had like developed in college like became so strong was like we were all under similar hardships. School was fucking hard. There were no women, so we were constantly griping to each other about how shitty it was to like you know <laughs> never get laid. <laughs> and, yeah, that seems uh, to be the the biggest problem. Like, can't let any of that shit go. No, no. Yeah, I mean, uh, there was a lot of resentment there for a while, and you know it wasn't so bad for me at the end. I mean, like I sort of like you know found my own, but man, I had some friends that. That were just not, Holy not, not in the same par, you know. Oh, man, four years of nothing, you know, like, I'm talking mm-hmm. like four, it's celibacy at this point. And yes. I have a friend, actually, that lives here in the in the, in the the Bay, who just suffered in this way and then went to Alabama for a PhD. Hard thing to do as a Hispanic guy. Yeah. <laughs> and didn't fare out so well there either. Computer science. Okay, so you know maybe it's maybe it's connected. I'm not really sure, but um, I feel like some of those, you know, uh, what do I call them? I want to call them anything? Uh, certain 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 types of people like that, you know, studying, you know, really trying to do stuff with their life, not as sociable sometimes. No, that is a very difficult thing uh, to get through school and even talk to girls in general and to get them to even like you and you know i, I wouldn't even know what to begin to do with that if i was like that i guess i don't know well, that's why we work well together we both want to go out and enjoy ourselves yeah and work hard but then go home and play and relax and that's live a life live a life it's and yeah, we're we're the minorities. Yeah, we work, so. yeah. yeah say a little guys... bit more about that. Say say more about why we're minorities. Huh? <laughs> well, I mean, people work all day and then they go home, and I don't know what they do. Well, it seemed like the people even didn't want to come out just to have a beer, right? Like, no, you, I think you guys don't. were saying that before, like where these guys would, you know, pretty much being like, "Oh, no, we we can't go out with you. It's a, it's Tuesday." Yeah, Why would you get? Yeah. It's no, that, and study. not only that, it's like one beer, and it's yeah. like that, okay, that's I'm, it. I'm done. Yeah. It. yeah, and then like it's sort of like it's it's double sided too. It's like they'll have one beer, and then they'll like get wet blanket on you, and then on top of that, they're like, and you're an alcoholic. Yeah, and you're like, I and just had like, a couple um, beers, no, dude. <laughs> I, you know, I don't think I'm an alcoholic. Uh, I, I had like good success throwing. I would throw like little house parties when I lived on campus here. And people would go home by, like, 10 p.m., and I'm, like, sitting there, and I've had three beers or four beers, and I'm, like... Yeah, the people leave right when you start to feel good. It's like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the, when the party happens at yeah. four beers, at yeah. least. Yeah. It's like, yeah. okay, now we're starting. We're and starting. everyone's like, bye. Yeah. And, and then like, I'm oh, sitting go. there, like, okay, so I'll watch some Netflix. <laughs> like, right? Like, what the Wow, heck? that sucks. Yeah, that was, like... And, literally, like, I'm not even... I'm not making this up. It's strange. Well, okay, so that's kind of like my my policy when I moved here was to not hang out with the scientists, and uh, do the I, opposite. Plus, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm sure you love the people you work with. But at the end of the day, I'm sure you're probably like, I don't want to see you anymore. I, I <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like that. Like I see a lot of people all the time, and you know, but I like the diversity, you know. Uh, of hanging out with a with a, a really eclectic group of yeah. different people, you know, I got some dumb motherfuckers to hang out with, or just fucking straight up idiots, and you're just like, That's that refreshing. guy's funny as hell. Yeah, he's the stupidest fucker, but I he's so funny, like yeah. that kind of shit. And then you got like really smart people that I like I like to hang out with. I'm yeah, like, I learn stuff or you know learn new things, and 
you know, whatever else is going on. Then I got people that are like good musicians. I got, you know, mm. random, random different people. Man, diversity is key. Huh? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you don't want to hang out with the same people you've been hanging out all day with. You're like, okay, I want to go somewhere else No, and plus now. like this, like, well, like we're seeing, you know, that and their, their drags. You know what yeah. I mean? So, like, besides the fact that I'm tired of seeing them all day, like, I'm just like, you know, I, I would like, rather hang out with somebody who's going to, like, elevate my experience. Yeah. Wasn't Einstein a drunk? He had... He at least had a lot of drinks. A lot of drinks, right? So, like, my policy when I showed up was, like, let's make friends with some other department, something else. Yeah, that's smart. And uh, I was fortunate because when I moved into the uh, Stanford Garden here on down the street, uh, my uh, signing the lease day, there was another couple that was moving in at the same time, and the girl uh, was just accepted to the Stanford Law Program. Okay. And, you know, my dad was a lawyer, and I don't have any huge problem with with yeah. law other than you know i hope i'm not in trouble right uh but you know i made friends with her and uh you know she's really fun and thinking about things differently than a scientist would you know being being a student of the law mm-hmm. and uh, i got to connect with all the law students through her and she would invite me to all of the all the, the events that they had and yeah, all that. yeah well they have events for one right so i mean like well, that's oh, yeah, like that's the sad shit like in the scientist's like yeah, we don't, uh, we don't have parties. Yeah, we have like there. happy hours, you can call them. But <laughs> they're I mean, they're literally hour an hour. Long. Yeah, one hour long. <laughs> one hour long. Yep. Could, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's totally it. So the the you law students were a blast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the law students were great, and then like you know I I put a lot of my time. Uh, hanging out with these guys, and then the law program's only three years. So, like, three years went by so quick, and then yeah. they left. And, and I was like, I got, now I got nobody now again. Now I got nobody again. Son yeah. of a bitch. Yep. So, uh, let me introduce this beer real fast, real quick while we're bullshitting. Uh, this is the Happy Camper IPA. Santa Fe Brewing Company, another great Santa beer. Santa Fe. I like this logo. It's just, is that the flag? Yeah, that's the New Mexico yeah, State that's flag. Cool. The Zia. Hmm? Santa Fe. 6.6. Cool. So right. Santa Fe, that 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 symbol, I'm gonna get a tattoo pretty soon here oh, with cool. uh, the Zia on my right shoulder. Nice. It's like pretty common tattoo to get in New Mexico, but yeah. the symbol is a Native American symbol, and it's actually a really cool thing. Like uh, it's like this circle with like these you know four uh, directions on it, and each one of these uh, is representing something. And so uh, let's just focus on these four, I guess. Like. In life, you kind of go progress through some stages. You have mm-hmm. like infancy, adolescence, adulthood, and old age. Okay. So it kind of goes straight across. Yeah. Yeah. Through right. progression. And then uh, these could be like the cardinal directions north, south, east, east and west. west. And then uh, these are times in the day uh, dawn, uh, oh, okay, so you, dawn, yeah. day, uh, dusk, and, dusk and night. night. Uh, and then these are the seasons uh, spring, summer, fall, winter. Oh, cool. And they're bound by a circle, which is uh, is that Earth or uh, never? No, well, no beginning, no oh, no, no end, infinity. Term. So it's yeah, just infinity. Oh, that's ties cool. it all together. Nice. That's yeah, awesome. So, I mean, I think the Native Americans like that was one of the cool things about growing up in the state is like there's a strong influence from uh, from Native culture, and I don't know, man. Like I feel sort of sad that especially here in Palo Alto. Yeah, I call it shallow Alto. It's definitely shallow. A lot of people call it shallow Alto. So there's like, a lot of dumb motherfuckers that are just. They just don't see you know, things like at all, like you know. No. And they're, they're very smart, but not at the same time. No, and they're not connected to. They're not connected to their environment. They're not connected no, to no. people. In fact, you know, this whole movement, like uh, to like have authentic experiences, like in beer and in food and mm-hmm. things. I think that really is like a huge 
uh, well, reflection of how people are like dis disconnected from their from their environments and they they're missing something and they don't know what it is. Yeah, I um, I I've been missing like uh, the strong bond of community. Yeah, really, and that's kind of a big deal. And like that's something I've noticed living here that there's really None. no community. I'm like, it's hard to get people to like, tr- like. To drink other than like you know if you're at the bar or something like that or to have an event you know or like to come and have a, a decent sized meal you know that kind of thing like with people like that you don't really normally hang out with it's like yeah you know come on over and hang out with us it's like why would um, i do that yeah we do that once in a while at um our friend julie who comes to the bar uh-huh. do you guys know julie uh, i'm not sure if we've met julie we, we, uh maybe describe what she's kind of a um middle-aged uh-huh. uh white chick she's in Paris at yeah. the moment I think but she's usually always there yeah. uh, bullshitting with everybody she's hosting at her hosting yeah she her does she, yeah she hosts uh, she used to have like you know May Day where like she would bring invite you know the bar people some of her old friends for wine and it, she had a band and stuff and it would be you know this giant community kind of a thing so do you know Joel like, uh, yeah yeah I had Joel on the podcast yeah I like Joel a lot yeah Joel's uh, super cool yeah, in fact, I've gravitated more towards older people that I've met at the bars here because well, they, they, they to, know this. Yeah, so. that's the thing. I think I've connected with them because of that same mm-hmm. same exact thing. They're more into the community stuff. Like, let's let's have something. Like uh, Julie's having like Thanksgiving at her house because you know we don't we don't have anywhere to go really for for Thanksgiving because we're like kind of transplants, you know, and yeah, you know, orphan people that we just hang out. We're like, all right, cool. We'll come over and we'll make something too, and we'll it's come really, hang out. I think it's really weird too because uh, I think most people think that the Bay Area is like a really strong community, uh, and I think I, they I think, think that too. They a lot of people think that, and I think people even like come here for that reason. Yeah, and uh, I don't know, man. Like and they kind of get let down because it's like more isolated than you would think. Well, I feel like you have to take some responsibility as being a member of the community, right? Like yeah. if you're going to show up expecting that, but you're not willing to like provide it or like you yes. know facilitate it, you're just as much to blame as like uh, people around you. And I try really hard, actually, coming from where I'm from, uh, where community like is, I would argue, like at the base of of society and yeah i've tried really hard to like build that uh in the lab that i work in and uh just even in my broader experience and honestly like it hasn't worked out very well people like sort of look at me like you know well i don't know you or yeah, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. are you trying to get something from me and i'm like dude don't flatter yourself uh yeah, i'm not yeah I'm not, <laughs> I don't, I'm not i don't need anything i don't need anything from you if if anything i have something that I could offer mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean? Like, just yeah, take your barriers down and yeah, open up a little. Open bit. up a yeah. little bit, yeah. I mean, fucking have you guys, out loud. Have you guys been both been in the Stanford area like the same amount of time? Or no, no. Uh, I've lived here for six years, and I guess three. Three? Okay. Yeah, I'm somewhere in between. I think I've been here four. Four. Mm-hmm. Where were you at before? Uh, Pennsylvania before. Oh, okay, crazy. Yeah. Is it very community-like? I mean, the East Coast seems scary to me. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it is community-like. It's, you can, you can meet good people, but I mean, it's a little harder as well. It's, uh, I guess it's kind of like, you know, you gotta know people and know where to go, I guess, and then you kind of branch out from there. But there is, a, a, you know, once you get that, it's like a strong, I mean, I grew up in the Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York uh-huh. area, so like, once you know people it's kind of like well now i know 30 people hosting events and they're all doing it like my friend throws 
a party all the time. And he invites anyone. Anyone. Yeah, he's it. always like, oh, yeah, tell your friend to come. Oh, yeah. He, and he's like, he's like in three different bands. Um, he's a he's a real estate agent. Um, he was a teacher. Uh, he was doing all these things where, like, there's, like, ten different things that he's involved in where he can bring ten different groups to one setting. To one setting. Uh-huh. So there was where you get, you know, the lawyer group, the biologists, yeah. you know, the scientists. All together, one, and they don't even realize that they're intermingling with people because you're like huge melting pot. Right? Yeah, and he, and he's like the guy to to bring it all together because he's the guy, the the guy, the wanderer, the traveler, the guy who goes through the tribes to get these tribes together. Yeah, that's like these guys are cool. These guys are cool. I would like classify myself as one of those people, but like you know, I've had like limited success in this area doing that. It's I hard. Mean, I feel like people are so fucking stuck on social media around here, man. Like uh, it's probably getting more broadly true outside of this place but i mean it's so weird to me how like you want to like replace real human interactions like real social interactions with people like with this like bullshit uh facetime with your device you know yeah. what i mean like i i get really bothered when i'm at the rosen crown for instance oh yeah and, everybody's and there's on the just laptop people like just staring like at their phone there's people yeah. that are clearly on a date Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah, those are the worst. And they're not even like looking at each other and I'm like, where have we gotten? Like what is going on? Like I see myself in my head uh just doing like the slap like on the device and just like yeah. taking it down to Knocking the floor. Knocking it around somebody's head yes. like fuck you. Wake the fuck up. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking about starting a cult. Yeah. We're like, you know, where we just hang out. We just <laughs> hang out. Yeah. Yeah, like no, I, I got force you. people to hang out. Like it's not a cult, but I was trying to think of like what, how I would do it, and then everything in my mind just kept coming back to cult. Cult. Like, that's a cult. Why would I start a cult? <laughs> I was like, maybe I should just start a cult. Because I was like, well, I want like, like a set. I was like, I want like at least a place, right? I need a place. I need a location. Yeah, you need a church. I need a church. <laughs> so I need some. Co- I need a location, right? And I'm just gonna invite whoever the fuck I want, and I want to have drinks, games, music, people just to hang out and socialize with each other. Yeah, man. The whole town. I was like, but then it's kind of, you know, you know, have a book club on this side and like people playing board games on that side, you know, and I'm like, well, then I have to have a liquor license when I just open a bar. That's stupid. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I'm trying to like, how can I incorporate people just to get together without calling it a cult? Okay. Go to Stanford campus because you can drink on Stanford campus anywhere. Well, well, that, yeah, that's true. Like. And then just have like a little. Like meeting in the grass. There's a lot the of like, great trees. There's if it's it like too dirt. hot, you go to the fountains. Yeah, but that's already a thing. Well, well okay, <laughs> but you could. This could be the location for your cult meetings because you don't. You don't need a license. Hmm. To drink. To drink and hang out. To hang out. Yeah. It's huge. Can <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like uh, that's another weird dynamic, the Stanford dynamic. <laughs> The having like an open container, well, I mean, or just hanging out, or well, you mean it's, it's a really interesting. It's not a college town, you know what I mean? Like this yeah. shallow alto business is like for business people, and it's for you know execs and VCs and all these people. Like you know, the Rosencrown might be the only place I bump into students. Yeah, it's one of those weird, magical places where you actually do really meet people of yeah. realness in this area. Yeah. There's a lot of other people that are super fake and super ungenuine. As much as, like, you want to slap the shit out of the guy with the phone, the next guy next to you is actually pretty cool. You know what I mean? Sometimes. You know what I mean? Not everybody, but 
so like now like you know okay i gotta be honest when i first showed up the rose and crown kind of terrified me because of the bathroom oh yeah it's terrible uh but now i like <laughs> see terrible. the success of the bathroom like well you know honestly like i'm like thing, okay we, you'd scare people away well, you we scare the people away that are used to getting everything that they fucking want the way that they want it. Oh, yeah. And that's the biggest thing. But, like, here, here's the thing about the Rosen Crown. We can't have nice things. No, I... Because people there are fucking dickheads. I put a tap handle on the sink to where oh, you can man. actually... Yeah, control the sink. Control the faucet, right? Someone took it. Uh-huh. And somebody... Two days, somebody snatched it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was like, you fucking bitches. See? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's why we can't have nice things. That's why there's no handle, and it's a little metal thing you gotta push with your fingers. This isn't a fucking knob. You know, though, like, so it was off-putting to me at the beginning, and I was like, why would anyone come here? And then I started to realize that I was glad that it existed because it keeps me going there because lots of fucking stupid ass people like the ones we're describing uh, don't want to be in a place like that. Yes. And only the people who really care uh, to be somewhere important. Yeah, definitely. Want to be there. And I wanted to tell you about this other place. Uh, we live in Sharon Heights, like over uh, off Page Mill in this Sand- uh, or Sa- Sand Hill. Excuse me. You're right. Oh, OK. I think. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, by the. The Safeway. Secret yeah, the Safeway's Safeway. right there. Yeah. Which they got Eric, Eric's Deli is like right there. Yeah, pretty yes. good. I like that place. Yeah. So everyone tells us that. I haven't had a sandwich from them yet. Mm-hmm. Get the soup and get soup and sandwich. It's fucking good. Fucking good. Yeah, cool. it's pretty good. Well, so the Secret <laughs> you know, Safeway makes me so happy for the same reason the Rosen Crown makes me happy. Uh, they are probably not understaffed, but they purposely understaff the store. And so like all the registers are closed except for like one. one yeah, man. and there's lines Fuck of people, it. and there are these rich fuckers that are just used to getting everything like the way that they want it immediately. Yeah, instantly. And, and they, you man, just looking at the <laughs> the angst in the people's faces, like because they're not getting what they want. I, I, it makes me so happy, and like the people are like, "Oh, do you want uh, when like a line opens up and they're like trying to be courteous and like offer you the thing?" I'm just sort of like, uh, you know, yeah, go for it. I'm not in a hurry. Yeah. Uh, Is that where you guys live now? Sharon Heights? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right okay. across the street. The Sharon street. Green Apartments. Right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Laura used to work at the Rosewood Hotel right on the top. Oh, wow. God, okay, so that's another thing entirely, man. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Talk about the other end of the spectrum, you know? <sighs> right, You have the yeah. Crown over here, and then way on the other side, you have this Rosewood shit. You know? Right. This, this crazy-ass Cougarville of a... <laughs> it's of not a, even Cougar anymore, I think. Now it's probably it's just, not. It's probably just... A lot of pretentious people yeah. uh, wearing, he says like... this, but he's gone, like, four times. Well, I mean, I wanted to see what it was about. Four, I've still four, never, four I've, times, four times. I've still never gone. <laughs> I, I want to go, but, I, I, you know, since well, Laura was working there, she's like, no, we're not going. The, like, da- right. the day to go is Thursday, apparently. Well, yeah, that's that's yeah. the idea, right? And yeah. I was like, yeah. Well, maybe one day we'll go, just to check it out. If it's you want to get ignored at the bar, not get a drink, pay, like, three times more than you should for a drink... Uh, I'm definitely going. Yeah. <laughs> There's nowhere to sit. There's nowhere to sit. Is yeah. it always packed? Oh, it's packed. Yeah. On Thursdays, it's packed. Yeah, on Thursdays. People yeah. are just wearing these get-ups, too. I mean, like, it feels like Project Runway, you know what I mean? Like, you I, know, I just want to like, wear something shitty and, like, walk, yeah. like, you know, just like a t-shirt. Yeah. Maybe, like, so we, something we, terrible. We did that, actually, and, like, we, we actually met some nice people. Uh, yeah. I bet. they. Because that's the, yeah. you guys are the... Reverse psychology. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. I was like, you'll meet more people like that than you will with a button-down shirt looking like an asshole. That's totally... So, So we, we went with our buddy who's going through a really hard time right now. He's, like, at the end of a three-year relationship. Oh, I met that guy with you guys. Yeah, yeah you totally... Did. Yeah. He's like just—he was like your third wheel for a minute. Oh god, squeak, squeak, squeak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this yeah, yeah. poor dude, 
is just so sad. And so, like, you know... I heard his story, too, and it's... I'm like, dude, you gotta let it go. That's what... Man, okay, so... It's like being a parent, I think, you know? It is. You have to tell them it's gonna be okay, uh, but we're just slowly watching him (laughs) self-destruct. So, we're at the Rosencrown... Or, excuse me, we're at the uh, Rosewood, because we want him to, like, you know, give it a shot. Try something new. Yeah. I.e. find another find another girl, and uh, he's like at least with it enough to like. He tried really hard. <laughs> he walks he went... up to this girl. Yeah, he walked up to a few girls, but this okay. girl's like, "You gotta work on your opening." I'm sorry. <laughs> you yeah. gotta work on yeah. your opening. Yeah, that's all right. I went through that phase a couple times. I spilled a whole drink on somebody while I was dancing with her for about thirty seconds. It was awesome. How'd that go? Hmm. Fucking awesome, dude. I was wasting. Did you get her number? Nah, nah. I didn't, want, I didn't want her number. I was yeah. just there to have a good time. She's like, you want to dance? I was like, I get right. Whatever. What were you talking and about? I had a full beard, and I was like, somebody knocked into me, and I was like, Psh. I was like, ah, sorry. And she's like, what the fuck? And like left, and I was like, that's cool. That's cool. Go, <laughs> I didn't give a fuck, dude. At well, least I mean, you gotta try. I'm the least yeah. awkward person. Like, if somebody thinks like it's awkward, I'll just make it never awkward mm. i shit my pants I'm like oh look i shit my pants that's a good skill to have tension uh yeah, easing the tension huh? doesn't matter to me i'm like i'm one of those i'm like oh, that happened that was weird some people say the indian accent is a tension easing device uh, really yeah i think it's a comedian. Huh? a comedian oh uh russell peters russell peters uh maybe not maybe i didn't hear that one then. yeah he's just talking about how the indian accent like it's not good for picking up on women like hey hello yeah do you want to go home with me? We are going to get all the bitches tonight. Yeah. <laughs> now, actually, the uh, the problem with a lot of the Indian culture of those guys is that they're very aggressive. Yes, and they don't wear any deodorant. No, and they don't wear deodorant. <laughs> they're aggressive in times. many ways. <laughs> I've met a bunch of really, actually, really super nice guys, and they're. I'm like, that guy should probably have at least a girlfriend. But like, nah, I can't. I can't find anybody here. So I'm like, yeah, well. I, Wear deodorant, you know. Don't try to mask it with excessive yeah. cologne. Exactly. And then don't, when you're at the club, don't go grinding up on a girl immediately, you know. Like, that's just not the right thing to do. Yeah. Protocol. Like, yeah, yeah. Laura's been telling me horror stories when she used to go out and try to fucking, you know, not I don't miss pick being up single. on these guys. <laughs> I don't miss being single at all. I mean, I got to tell you, like, that when I, like, uh, was first hanging out here alone, like, there was, like... I didn't know where to hang out, and I actually tried the Rosen Crown. I used to, like, sit by the door on the patio. Oh, okay. And for a while, people thought I was the bouncer. <laughs> and I was like, no, you know, I'm just sitting here. Just, I'm just hanging just out. being weird and alone. Yeah. And I gotta be honest, like, I don't feel even today like it would be comfortable to be alone at the Rosen Crown. I don't know why. I just don't feel that way. Even if it's, even if it's like, a familiar place for me. Uh, but... There was a bar that I loved uh, that maybe you never even got to see. It was at the end of Emerson where the Delphine's, Delphine's Pizza is now. It used to be called um, the Empire Tap Room. No, I've never been there. It was great. And that's how I know Joel. Uh, oh, really? Joel used to be a regular at the Empire Tap Room. Oh, that's awesome. And they I've were, never even heard of it. They were great, man. Like They just had like a really long bar. Huh? It was one of those places where it's not wide, it's like deep. Just long. And there's just a long bar that goes from the beginning all the way to the end. And I was like, wow, that looks like a great place to just like be alone. And yeah. I would go in there and uh, the that was like why I went in. And actually it was double that and uh, I saw Dogfish Head oh, on, cool. the, yeah, on the yeah. tap. Yep, why not? 
Gotta Seems like it. a good craft beer. We'll go in. Great craft beer. And so totally. I sit there and drink my dogfish head and read the New Yorker by myself. And uh, there was a bartender that worked there who I, you know, really wish was around still. He was from Boston. His name was Dean. And he just was like the funniest guy. And like, hmm. you know, it could be hard, I'm sure, as a server, as you can tell oh, me. Totally. Like, sometimes people, you know, like, don't have anyone else to talk to. And they're like, you know, like, really... Engaged in engaged conversation. in conversation with you and you're yeah, trying yeah. to do your job. and I, like, try to mix it up, too, if I'm, like, busy or not busy because I can, like... But, like, you know, I got a bunch of people It's like, totally really yeah. trying to talk. And then, you know, I'm like, all right, you know, I'll talk to you for a little bit. And then I'm like, then I got ten people that come up. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, the cool thing about this bartender uh, was he would talk to me. Like, you know, we'd have some funny conversations. But then on top of that, he would made it, made it a real big point to introduce me to people he thought were cool regulars. Oh, nice. And one of them was Joel. Yeah. Uh, and a few other people. And I just got to know a lot of, like, really cool people. And they were actually, like, locals from Palo Alto. That's the other thing I really liked was that they were not transplant people. They yeah, were, they were a lot people, of local, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, I used to just, like, have fun there. And that place closed. Uh, and then I had nowhere to go. Uh, <laughs> and I tried turning that place into Scotty's. Yeah, it's, but, Scotty's uh, isn't the same. I like Scotty's because Scotty's cool. I like Scotty the guy. Yeah, he's super cool. Super yeah. cool guy. The bar's cool, too. It's just, you know, it's a different vibe. The backdrop of the bar kind of reminds me of, like, a dresser. Like yeah. an old school dresser from, like, the 1800s. Okay. And I'm like... Mm. Giovanni wants to be, like, an interior designer when he's, like, not at work. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Do you have that side? He has a lot of opinions. He's actually hey. a great person to go shopping with. That's awesome. Yes. That's cool. Yes. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people need that anyway. Because a lot of people just don't know like vibes or like what would look good in, in certain areas and just like that fucking bar dude you dude, need to do something different because this bar is shit looking anyway i mean or whatever yeah. it's I not like, a bad bar looking but yeah i can see where you're you know with the dresser thing because i'm just like oh, and then yeah. it's dark in there you know so yeah. you're like yeah is there like gonna be a stripper <laughs> you know like i don't know you know i don't know i don't know I, yeah it feels kind of weird huh? Yeah, it's cool. I like I like it compared to going most other places because I'm like it's not yeah. my vibe, but you know, there's um, a girl that's been working there for quite some time, and uh, God, I don't know what her name is. Uh, she oh, what is her she name? has like red hair or maybe blonde. not red, but uh, is it blonde? Uh, yeah, maybe strawberry. Is it Brandy? Blonde? Yeah, her name is Brandy. Um, Brandy. I think I, yes, I think her name is Brandy. Uh, my sister's name is Brandy. she has glasses, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I think it's Brandy. Yeah, <laughs> she started working there, and I happen to be there. And somebody like threw a potted plant uh, through the oh window. through her windshield. Yeah. Oh, her, she told me that story like <laughs> maybe a week ago. Crazy, me and Laura dude. were there because we usually go there after we close the rows uh-huh. or something, and we're like, all right, we'll get we'll, we'll get last call at Scotty's if it's open. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then yeah, she happened to be there, and then you know me, Al, and Laura will go over it, and we'll bullshit and be like, oh, and she's like, yeah. And she, like, went through this whole story about the guy that threw the potted plant. And she, like, knew who it was. But, the, yeah, I was like, oh, my God. The sucks. dude was there. like Yeah, uh, yeah, he was, like, a regular, right? He gotten cut off, and he was pissed off. And he just, like, yeah. went out and, like, totally took out uh, vengeance on her car. He was like, what a fucking asshole. So she she works there pretty regularly now. But yeah, before mm-hmm. that, there was another girl uh, that used to be, like, the only person working there. And they have an interesting arrangement. You know, that person must make really good tips because they only have ever, like... Like every other one server, huh? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know what the deal is with those guys. I don't. I don't really. Uh, the only person I actually ever really talked to was Scotty, and that's 
Yeah. It's the only time I'm ever over there. It was when he's actually working for some reason. Well, it's he, just the way it falls. He, uh, when I told him that the Rosen, uh, when the, the, my bar had closed, uh, he had actually worked there for many years at, at the bar that I liked. And, uh, his idea to open that establishment was, uh, wanting to, like, recreate that space, uh, but to be the, be the manager, be the owner. Okay. And, uh, you know, I think he did a pretty good job, but I think, you know, like, like Maya's saying, there's just some features that can make things more appealing. Yeah, totally. Um, I think lighting in there is just terrible. Yeah, lighting is a big thing for, like, anything. Like, I need better lighting. Like, this lighting is, like, you know, I just got this because it was dimming, and I'm like, I need a little bit, like, where you are, I need a little bit more light. I'm trying to create the space, and I'll show you what I was talking about when we're off the podcast so, uh-huh. you, so you can actually see what I wanted to. Yeah. The, uh. the problem with that is it doesn't pick up well on camera. I got you. Uh. And that's kind of why I didn't do it. Yeah, you know. Because I was like, well, now I can't, now we can't, nobody can see what the fuck we look like or anything like that. I got so you. So it was, it was my idea was before I started doing the video stuff. But I'm going to get better at that and have better cameras and shit like that so we can all have actually a better time. But I mean, this is going great. No, yeah. it's great. Yeah, but just different lighting. It sets the mood. And I'll show you what I mean. No, I got you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's dim in the Rosencrown too, but I think it works for that place. Yeah, it's a pub vibe. Yeah. And I love whiskey colored things. I think you guys should make t shirts with this one. Uh, like, okay, so, like, you know where the boar's head is? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, if you, like, go to the right and, like, it turns the corner, yeah. there's a rose. <laughs> oh, yes. Man, that thing would be a badass t shirt. Uh, mm, I gotta check it out again, because I've seen. If I'm, I'm never looking at that side. So when I'm like over there, yeah. I, I, I just pass it. I don't look, you know, some, something new will pop out to me. Like every time I'll be like, what the fuck was that? Was that always here? Plus that place is just such a like, you know, uh staple of like, you know, my experience in the community. I'm sure it, it is for a lot of other people. I mean, yeah. I bet you people would buy, buy merchandise. Uh. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. If we had more stuff, you know, to offer from the bar, you know, there's a lot of like Palo Alto brewing stuff, but it's like not our uh shtick it's like not from that it's like the other side is where you get that kind of merchandise the other thing i don't ever see here even in bars like the rosen crown are fights <laughs> oh dude no yeah there's never been a fight that i've but there so supposedly years yeah. ago there was i rarely see any kind of confrontation if they do it's like a lot of standing up and bumping chest and i'm like these fucking guys they're gonna th- there's nobody gonna fight and like these bitches are gonna take it outside and then they're gonna leave so like albuquerque he, is he went like to a- new mexico for like two days and I had to pick him up from the airport he gets in the car he's covered in blood <laughs> oh, was it covered in blood he smells like dried blood and he starts telling me that the woman that we're sitting next to him on the plane like moved away and I'm like you smell like dried blood that's not what happened so I, I, I went to sit he doesn't know he doesn't know I got on the plane and there were uh, two hostess people like or you know um what do you call them? Like stewardess. Fly, fly, stewardess, yeah. flight attendants. And they don't want to deal with customers when they're not serving in that role. Right, yeah. And they had sat on a three-passenger part of the plane, yep. and it was clear to me that they didn't want company. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm saying, these people are dealing with like people all day long, and the last yeah. thing they want to do is like sit next to... like. That's a passenger. Right, right. Well, I feel like I can make a strong shit. case that's for it. Thinks, well, she but... thinks it's because I smell like blood. Well, what was the story really behind that strong. then? So what, what happened with the blood? Well, I went home because my brother was sick in the hospital, 
and I went out to a Indian casino and uh, Native American casino. Yeah, it should yeah. be PC. And this casino is my favorite casino now. Like, it's called the Buffalo Thunder. We call right. it the Tunder for short. <laughs> All right. And you can imagine the Tunder. Yeah. It's got this name. Shit, shit goes down at the Tunder. That sounds... So, this is what happens, basically. You have a bunch of people in New Mexico that are just, like, rowdy. They like to drink. Uh, there's a lot of substance abuse because it's, like, a lot of low-income people. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's just, you know, that's the vibe. And, and these casinos, like I said, they started in tents. They were, like, selling, like, really, like, you know, they started with, like, one or two slot machines. But because, like, people just fed into it, they've now uh, partnered with, like, full-on franchises and opened, like, resorts. And okay. uh, the Buffalo Thunder, the Thunder is a Hilton, and it is like Vegas style casino. I mean, like the cool thing is, is they filled the entire space with uh, they they um, they uh, what's it called? Not sponsored, but uh, you know, employed local artists to uh, yeah. make all the art for the inside, and it's just beautiful. It's like a museum uh, okay. on the inside, but lots of shit goes down. When people are drinking on the inside and, you know, I went, had some drinks and saw a girl from my high school graduating class who I had not seen. Like, I graduated in 2002. Yeah. This was like two years ago. And I just like, was not, it was not like I was hitting on her. I literally was just like, hey, you know, like, is, hey, is it you? Holy yeah, yeah. smokes. This is like been forever. And yeah, yeah. So we're just sort of like chatting and the, the guy who's her boyfriend, like just thinks the worst is happening of course yeah and i don't even see it coming like i just like it like hit in the face so he doesn't even warn you like hey don't talk to my girls just a clit like blindsided like my tooth went almost like all the way through my uh my lips and then i got in this like crazy fight with this dude at the bar and uh that yeah so that was just like you know me like just passing through wow and so i guess what i'm trying to say is like i've never seen anyone around here like get into anything even close to that and uh if you go to downtown albuquerque and like go go to the bars downtown it is a regular uh it's a regular occurrence in fact the the police uh they have uh what are they called um horse troops yeah and uh when the bars are doing last call they bring like four of these dudes on the horses and they like put the horses like on the people oh shit to get them to like yeah like let's go you gotta go you gotta go yeah so like Uh. i've had like many occasions where the horse either like bit me on the shoulder or uh noise like put a bunch of slot like just like horse slobber on me and they're just like get out Wow. Because, you know, there's always somebody, like, getting rowdy and yeah, yeah. getting in a fight. It's uh, kind of like that back home, without the horses. Without the horses. <laughs> yeah. They just get your ass out. You know, everybody wants to be in the UFC in New Mexico. Like, there's, like, oh, a, okay. there's a big UFC <laughs> training gym. Oh, everybody's out there to whoop some butt. Pra- pra- practice their craft. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure you heard oh, about this, uh, what's it called? Uh, her name is Ronda Rousey. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She got her ass taken out by this uh, Albuquerque native named Holly Holm. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So Wait, like, in, in actual, in a, a real bout, right? Yeah. A real oh, yeah. Bout. No, no. Yeah. yeah she, she got her she ass whooped. dethroned her. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. She got her ass whooped. Yeah. So uh, Holly Holm is from uh, Albuquerque. Oh, wow. And she trains at one of the famous, most famous gyms in like, not just like New Mexico, but in the UFC, uh, the whole, the whole shebang. Yeah. So I think it's popular there because you have like an endless supply of belligerent people who are like out there to pr- prove something. Yeah. Prove a point and, and they're 
yeah, they want to let, let go. So, I mean, that's like another hard thing about living here is like, you know, I, I'm i not a fighter per se, but I mean, like, I don't appreciate people saying things. Yeah, And yeah. I have to, like, fight the temptation sometimes, like, to, when to I'm to out not just whoop to somebody's just, not ass. just fucking yeah. punch somebody. No, I have to do that, too. Yeah. Yeah. You guys want to take a break? We'll take a break. All right. I'll yeah, yeah. the restroom. No, we got, we got to take okay. a break anyway, so cool. then we'll come back for round two. All right. All right, we'll be right back, so stay tuned. All right, we're taking a little musical break here. Um, this is a song from uh Maya's sister Eva Kinnebrew. Um I haven't heard the song so I don't know what it sounds like but I figured I would give her props cuz her sister was on the podcast and what better way to uh give her a shout out. Um so let's see I'm bringing it up here on the YouTube. So hopefully she won't sue me cuz I'm playing it. Uh so okay this is from the Independence Sessions. Uh Eva Kinnebrew and the song is called Mistakes. So you go and tattoo your skin So everyone knows where you've been And you do even color So we can see better your battles and your sins so you go and cough through your home Getting sick from the dust and the mold And you swear that you're fine As you're drifting out of time Really, you're just scared and alone But remember when you gave back your heart Still beating in your hand It was all your fault These mistakes will kill you in the end So you go and quit your part-time job You say money can't sustain you alone And you do it with a smile Cause you're smug and because you're vile Cause you want everyone to cry so you go walk naked through the snow Cause you're a goddamn poet and they should know That this hole in your chest That what's real and always best is snow You're so cold But remember when you gave back your heart Still beating in your head But it's all, all your fault These mistakes will kill you in the end But remember when you gave back your heart Still beating in your head It was all your fault These mistakes will kill you
podcast with round two. Gio and Maya. I'm saying that right, right? Yeah. It takes me, don't, you know. Because what I want to say, Mia, is because of uh, fucking uh, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. That's, why, that's why I want to say it, but I'm like, no, it's the other one. <laughs> I just saw, uh, what's it called? Uh, Foxy Brown? Oh, Jackie Brown? Jackie Brown. Yeah, Jackie Brown's the shit. That's a good one. That's like a sleeper where nobody really like... It was super good. I was yeah. like, man, come on, man. This is like got to be up there. Pulp Fiction's my favorite, but this is like close. Oh, yeah, uh, it's, it's good. Many of the same elements. Really good story. Yeah. Plus, yeah. her character is just great. I'll show you the vibe I had, and you can see why it won't work in the camera. That's mm. one, because I didn't have that. the fuck up. Yeah, like darker. It's like this. You know, but you could you could do that. Like, I think you just need to change the exposure on your lights. Nice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm. Yeah. And then I had, like, this orange one plugged in it, which shine this way. So it'd be like a sunset. It's kind of what the, the feel I was going for. <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah. So, so yeah, I just, I gotta work on it. <laughs> but that's the vibe I'm trying to create. I wanted to be like... Ooh, love it. It definitely creates, like, a, an intimate setting. Yeah, that's the kind of, I was, I was like, I want to go for, like, a really sunset hang of, like, so I kind of had the walls kind of painted, like, blue and yeah. purple, and then I had this orange light kind of get it in there, and, like, you know, I wanted to create this intimate vibe that was fun and, like, really comfortable for people, especially, too, if we fucking smoke out or something, we're just like, yeah, this is awesome, dude. I'm like, yeah, totally, like... But it, it kind of, it didn't work with the lighting, so I couldn't, <laughs> well, I can't fucking see us. <laughs> Dude, I think kind of like that leads us into a, an interesting area, which is like uh, what art does for us. Huh? Mm, yeah. Let's crack this beer. You want to talk about it first real fast? So I ought to be honest, I haven't had this one before. Oh, okay. Uh, my brother-in-law knew I liked beer, and I also asked him uh, to bring some up, bring a bunch of beer up from New Mexico now that he and his, uh, my sister were out here, and he chose Snakebite IPA from Rio Bravo, Rio Bravo Brewing Company. All right. See how it tastes. Yeah, I got the smaller glasses out just because, I don't know, if we're... Well, especially for this one because it's yeah, only a little yeah. bit over. Yeah, that's true. I but you can do either one. It doesn't matter. You get some podcasts where it'll just be me and somebody else, and then it'll be you know, a full glass. A full glass. Like, right. you know. <laughs> Which I like more of the share style because you get to like sample and not be trashed kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. But, you know, it goes good either way. That's why it's a few deep, you know. Dude, I'm telling you, man. It's definitely going to contribute to the experience. Like, probably even just to the whole thing, you know? Yeah. You've obviously seen Drunken History. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. And now there's this woman that cooks? Yeah, the Drunken Kitchen. Yeah. Drunken everything. Yeah, drunken everything. We do drunken science. Drunken science. Mm-hmm. No, we do. We try not to, but it happens. <laughs> No, what? No. <laughs> yes. 
Well, speaking so speaking of which, like so, let's let's bring it. We'll bring it around. We'll bring it back uh-huh. um, a little bit. But so, what actually brought you guys here to the to the area then for Stanford? The same uh, yeah. same same kind of um, stuff the graduate that, program that, that you've been working on. Yeah. You, initially, you just sort of start. So you start in the graduate program, and you don't know what you're going to work on. Yeah. So, like, if you just take a huge step back and look at it, you're just getting a degree in a university, just like your undergraduate degree. Yeah. Uh, but everyone's course uh, to kinda, get the degree is kind of changes. Unique. Yeah, yeah. It changes. Oh, definitely, yeah, because you got different stuff that you're taking as well, right? It's like, well, it's so you have course load, which is like a percentage of your uh, of your degree requirement, and but it's the minority requirement. It's like a ten percent requirement, I would argue, and the other ninety percent is your your independent research. Yeah. He asked us what got us here. I guess you could start at different stages. Oh the well, yeah, well, I was saying the graduate know, program. Yeah, but like so the si- yeah, so the same program, but like what so what was it though that did did it maybe it had to offer something different that like maybe all the other schools really weren't uh, doing. Like the specific area I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I interviewed at six different schools. Okay. Uh-huh. Were they high end like that? Stanford? Yeah. What was the... Did you go to Harvard? <laughs> no, I didn't go. I didn't apply Prin- to Harvard. Princeton? No. Okay, no, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you. I applied to eight schools, and I decided to go to interviews at six, although... Uh, yeah, I got, it, I got offers from all eight. But anyways, the ones I interviewed at were Berkeley, UC San Francisco, Stanford, UC Santa Cruz, University of... No. UC Santa Cruz, UC San Diego, and Caltech. And okay. I, I wasn't counting, but I think that's all of it. Yeah, yeah. And it sounds MIT. about right. She also got into MIT. And I got into MIT and University of Washington, but I really just wanted to stay in California. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, yeah, I don't want to leave California. That's, yeah. the, that's the idea. For me, it was like quite a bit different. I, I uh, man, I, I had a master's degree in New Mexico, and uh, it's like a long story, but I'll just say that, you know, I was gonna get a phd in new mexico in chemistry and i decided not to do it for lots of reasons and uh-huh. uh i i decided to change directions and i ended up in the situation where i almost quit science okay i just was like man i don't know if i can do this anymore yeah uh there were a lot of pressures you know like both internally and externally that made me feel that way and yeah i uh had already sent one application out I had sent my Stanford application out because it was the place that I thought was the best place I could hope to go. And I didn't want to go to the East Coast at all. Right. Okay. Yeah. Not, not many people really do. I just didn't I mean, some to. people do. I mean, you know, Harvard. People from here want to go back. Yeah. It's in the cold. It's, it gets fucking cold. And I just, my heart's on the West Coast. So I, I, I limited my applications to the West Coast. And I had intended actually on sending many more applications, but mm-hmm. I sent this Stanford application out and then you know just this horrible thing happened that really jaded me on science like after I submitted the application and I was like I'm not going to apply anywhere else this is it I I don't want to do science anymore and I was sitting in the car and I got a message from a unknown caller and I didn't want to answer it I was like, it's probably crap yeah and uh, I checked my messages in the car one day and it was uh the now chair of our department uh suzanne pfeffer 
who had left a message on my phone, and at this point, it's only a voice to me. Right, right, yeah, you don't know who she is. Don't know who she is, don't know who it, who, what it's about, and I hear this woman, like, we're pleased to uh, tell you that you've been invited to a interview at Stanford for the biosciences, or for the biochemistry uh, program, and I was just like, whoa. Like, I had applied to Stanford from my small university in new mexico thinking yeah. like you know like, what whatever. are the what are the what chances are the odds, right yeah yeah and that's awesome i was about to quit and i got this message and i was like how could i quit now huh? that's a sign dude it yeah, is to not stop not stop and but, but the crazy thing was is by this point by the time i'd gotten the uh invite for the interview all of the applications uh deadlines had passed so I was in a like really tough situation where I was like going to get this one interview at Stanford and uh, I was still not sure if they were going to accept me into their yeah. research program, their graduate program. And uh, Maya can tell you, you know, when this happens, they, they, they interview many more candidates yeah, than, lots than, of, lots than of they uh, invite to the program. Right. Stanford so, has one of the worst like ratios to most places. Like if you get an interview, you're, it's a really good chance of getting in, like eighty percent chance. Stanford's like fifty fifty, wow, or less. Like we yeah. have like fifteen people, and we have a class of four right now. Holy shit! Yeah. Well, I mean, and now on the other side of it, we've seen the cycle go by. Like for I've seen it six years in a row now, and yeah. I ask myself even like more after seeing these six like, years. How, how did I get in? Do this? Yeah, yeah. Because there are some candidates that are just amazing, and they don't invite. There are some candidates that are flops that they invite. Like, they don't seem to know how to predict uh, success in any Well, I guess they're looking at, like, paper, right? Yeah. And they see papers, and you send letters and stuff, and they're like, I like your resume. Now I want to meet you. Now, yeah. <clears throat> like a date, you know, you go to online dating, yes. like, I've met you. You're a fucktard. I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's totally like that. what happens. And yeah. we have this, like, small opportunity to advocate for our uh, recruit. So, like, mm. you know, when you're in the program, you uh, host a student during recruitment okay and uh at the end of their little recruitment weekend uh you know there are deliberations amongst the faculty but uh there's an opportunity for the host to submit feedback on the applicant's behalf yeah either supporting or uh you know refuting that person's acceptance to the to the program oh okay and for me, that has had limited success in most cases. Actually, I've like advocated for people that did not get an offer despite my advocation. Okay, uh, but there, you know, Maya can probably tell you about this also. But you know, like I, I uh, did finally get the faculty to listen to me one year about one of the applicants. It was the year that I met Maya, and uh, the applicant failed and didn't accept to the program when the offer was made he didn't fail he decided to go to a different school oh. well he failed on my behalf you know like <laughs> yeah that's what i mean like he he, he, he let you down he let kind me of down and you're like dude i was like fucking vouch for I you vouched man. for you man yeah i did man you got <laughs> fucked they're like we'll never listen to this guy again <laughs> no that's is that what happened no that's what i felt like i felt like i oh, lost yeah, credibility okay, yeah, but yeah. um you know it probably yeah, did, yeah. yeah. no nah, i'm sure it was fine yeah. can't vouch for everybody you know it's like I thought that guy would have been cool, but it turns out He's he was bad. just in a different headspace, and he was, you know, uh, maybe had his his, uh, his eye on a different prize somewhere else, you know, wherever he went to school, in that in that kind of sense. 
it was a it's a it's a hard process but you know like for 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 me uh getting into school was different than for Maya like Maya Maya just had so many options and for me like I was like riding on one option and I fortunately got a invite to the program but I gotta tell you man like you know I would like to say more about my uh I almost didn't come after the interview itself like one of my interviews had like a terrible I had a terrible experience and not not a good feel not a good feel man like one of the one of the faculty said something like and it was my first faculty member I met and uh I wanted to work with that person so there were two things happening it was my first interview and it happened to be a person I really like wanted to work with yeah made an effort to understand and uh I got like just this horrible comment from this dude oh at the beginning of the whole interview process and it shaped the rest of my experience you know like i was like man uh, do i really want to be can you say the comment or no oh man it was it was like basically like uh to distill it down to its like core it would be like uh implying that my acceptance to the interview not even to the program was solely solely based on my uh on my uh ethnic status like oh okay so he was he's like if you were a white guy you wouldn't have gotten in yeah but since Mm -hmm. you're us you you seem could be part of a minority we want more minority here they're trying to fill a quota right yeah it was Man, I don't know, man. Like, for me, I was like, I don't need your fucking charity. Yeah, that's a kind of a that's a that's a that's a fucking. I would have slapped that guy in the dick for a second, dude. Shut the fuck up. It's okay. I came despite but, that horrible experience. Yeah, because uh, that would have put it. Yeah, that would have put a bad thing in my mouth too. And I'm like, no. But you know, here but, I was in this tough situation. Where for sure, I, I had no other uh, college to go to. And so I was like, well, you know, he's not the person I'm going to have to work with. I can work with many other people. Yeah, so. you got lots of opportunity. Not just, and never, and always never let one person shape anything you do. Even your dad. Even my yeah. dad. Whoever's dad, you know. Take some shit from him, but if he's a fucking cocksucker, fucking. Yeah, fuck you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like anybody. Not not just fathers, but like role models, like uh, uh, professors and stuff like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like. They might look good on paper too, but they might be a shit heel. You know what I mean? No, we can tell you lo- lots about that too. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it, it could be, it could be hard. But I mean, in the in the end, uh, I'm glad that I chose to stick through it all because yeah. I, I entered a large class. Like Maya was telling you that you know they accept on on average fifty or less percent of the applicants. My class was a strange year because the previous year they had under recruited, and uh, only two people accepted. Uh, offers to the program and the following year they were wanting to make up on the difference so they uh extended offers to more applicants okay and uh more applicants took the offers and my class it went from two a class of two to a class of 12 that's a big jump and the average is six okay yeah it was a that's a huge it was a huge swing for the department and uh you know me the minority (laughs) <laughs> uh, now at the end of like six years, but you're not even the minority. No, I know, I know. Spanish. Well, no, I know, right? I'm the minority. <laughs> That's what I love speaks. about that. God, I know, right? I'm so glad that <laughs> you brought so that good. up. It's I should so have good. said that in my defense. You're like, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> habla. <laughs> well, motherfucker, I don't speak. I don't even speak Spanish. It was so That's gratifying great, at the end of it, though, man. Like, I, I feel like I really outdid my peers. Yeah, that's always. I mean, that's 
that's a that's always a great for me anyway would be a great accomplishment to even be accepted by a, a, a really kick-ass school like that like a really high-end school you know that people like die to get into to get you know? into yeah that's awesome yeah you, i mean you've you've still you, you've you've came from a lot and and have gotten there and, and and it wasn't just like handed to you you know you had to work at it whether you, you were the best at it or not or whatever the fuck that guy said to made a difference like you know whatever you still did it you did it and that's that's all that matters you yeah, know for sure man yeah being persistent like in just about anything you do i think is uh, a valuable a yeah. valuable decision to make you know so are you guys working in what you're the field that you're actually going to school for and all that or uh yeah. we work in the sense that we, we do it in, in the lab, lab. yeah so you're in the, you're That's in the lab pretty much what we do all okay day long is we're in a lab you're in the lab with yeah test tubes and reactions and yeah are you guys are, are you doing specific things like uh yeah disease or like you know or or it's like development and disease Development cancer, I guess, or yeah, it, we study a process called hedgehog signaling. That's important for just normal development. Yeah, it's like misregulated as an adult, you can get certain types of cancers. Yeah, yeah. And we're trying to understand how it works on like a molecular level with the dream right. that you could like make therapies or help people. Yeah, but that's like or just understand the, how it works, or understand how it works. just in general. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But you sell it like. We have, this is how you get money. You have to, you have to be helping people. Right. Yeah, it's like kind of like you're building. Uh, you're trying to figure out how a machine works, but knowing it's how it cool. works may not benefit society at and all. And knowing mm-hmm. how it works is cool mm-hmm. in itself because it could benefit society later on because you're just adding to a pool of knowledge. Right. Yeah. So think about that. Like you know, like like that's kind of a huge. Uh, it's called analogy for science, right? Which is we're trying to understand how this machine works, and in some cases knowing how it works benefits mankind and in many instances it may in the future benefit mankind to know how that part works but it's not always clear right right yeah yeah and uh that's where like the public who funds research well uh yourself as a taxpayer yeah uh, funds research are left holding the bag kind of wondering why uh, we're investing money in things that don't have clear translation into human populations. And it's a really strong debate in science, like about, you know, what's the right way to fund science? And the reason it's like a continued source of debate is because the uh, truth is that Things that clearly benefit society are easy to account for. They they benefit society. On the other arm, though, uh, a recent example I can give you is like the ability to edit genomes, uh, which came from studying like a very uninteresting at the time uh, problem in like bacterial immunity, how bacteria like have immune systems. Yeah, and uh, nobody like thought that was important. And then this technology emerged from it that is on the forefront. It's in the newspapers, like, every yeah. week now. Like, edited genome, like, fixing disease. Yeah. Gene editing, like, you yeah. know, it, uh, gene therapy is the is the go term. And so, uh, you know, that came from people, taxpayers' money, uh, funding basic research, like, knowing just for the sake of knowing. Right. Uh, well, and trying to apply it maybe to something that might be 
of use, right? Basically, right? So you're you're trying to if you're curing something, you got to first of all you have to understand how something works. Yeah. And then figure out why and then, you know, and, and make all yeah. these other things happen. Totally got it. Yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. Totally got it. So yeah, yeah. what Maya and I do is uh it's interesting for us like what we're doing so like now like people have already used what we study to treat cancer yeah okay and uh cancer is this big market yeah like, i mean cancer is pharma companies yeah that's uh yeah that's 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 a hard uh subject to even tackle dude it's in general so would, i'll just give you like a very quick quick the reason i brought it up is like you know like our field is one where uh it's already being used to treat cancer what mm-hmm. we study and cancer like is like more than just this one kind of cancer like well yeah because there's a thousand different cancers thousand different cancers and any you know all parts of the body so think about a market share for a pharma company if yeah. you're gonna treat cancer you don't want to treat the minority cancer you want to treat the yeah you want the whole the majority spectrum can, you want to take it all well right? they're not all like uh evenly prevalent for instance right so like uh not everybody gets like a lot of like for instance skin cancer skin cancer yeah right. uh, but <clears throat> lots of people get like you know, pancreatic cancer and so, uh, you know, prostate cancer, prostate cancer, breast breast cancer. cancer. So those groups are the ones that you want to capitalize on. Yeah. You're targeting specific cancers. Yes. And I say capitalize because they don't really care about people. Uh, No, they care about 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 making money. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's what everything, that's what everybody's always, you know, yeah, they just care about, you know, don't, don't eat right. You know, don't do things. Just, just worry about getting that drug later. So it's funny. Like we, we write uh, our stuff like about cancer, relevance but the thing we study has very small uh prevalence in the cancer spectrum so maya and i like i guess the interest we'd have to motivate for our work now is like not necessarily cancer anymore uh it's more on the nuts and bolts of how we uh develop during like uh when your mother's pregnant, you know, like, uh, you're developing in your mother's yeah, yeah. womb and it's not like you're a tiny little person that just gets larger. Yeah. You, uh, you, you start off as like as little a, tiny a, cells yeah. and like shit happens like that gives yeah. rise to this amazing body that we, that we have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this is like the process, uh, of body building, uh, okay. that we, yeah. that our lab studies. Okay. That's cool. That's a lot. It's a lot to do it, and a lot of work. I mean, it's, uh, especially for the research, and you know, I think funding that is important because if you don't, it it's not going to pay the way for the future, and we're just not going to not going to be fucking doing shit. We're all going to be like, yeah, we're dying anyway. Who cares? Fuck Who cares? It. You know, it's like, well, we can prevent this. Like, you know, we just need some people to actually start researching whys and hows and what can we do to prevent and you know, this actually attacks this organism or this cell and puts it back into fuck you know all that yeah, kind of yeah. shit yeah for sure totally or we could just you know know about it and have some book on our shelf that that too either way it's some some pretty pictures <laughs> do you so do you guys actually enjoy the work for the most part are you do you, do you guys like lab work or are you like it goes up and down yeah, I mean, yeah. you know Maya's feeling some down spots right now because she has <laughs> to because she, she has that. to well i was about to defend her like i was about to say because she's tr- transitioning between projects Ooh. And uh, she's put a lot of her heart and soul into, like, one project for a long time now. And then to see it kind of go away or... It's, she's not having to let it go, it's she a, can tell it's you. It's alive and well. I don't know. I, I'm having a hard time giving up. 
I basically I have a lot of really cool stuff that should be published because it's important for people to know and it will move the field forward some small steps. Or there's like things I could just follow up on and like it seems like it's leading on a really interesting path. But basically nothing like super crazy has happened that makes my boss want to publish it. Mm. And it's a different philosophy. People have different philosophies on science. For sure. There's like professors on our floor who believe in publishing just like small bodies of work because they're super useful and they save money and they save other people's time from like doing the same experiments that cost thousands of dollars. If you just like, I tried all these things. I still can't tell you what it does, but I can tell you 50 things that it's not doing. Right. And, that's gonna save so many people. So it's gonna so save so many money. people fifty things that they don't have to do. And right? mon- a yeah. lot of money. <clears throat> and exactly, yeah. if you can eliminate yeah. all those, yeah. or you always got those asshole people who want to try those fifty things yeah. anyway, right? They're yeah. like, oh, just because it didn't work for you, maybe you did something wrong. Well, no, that's no. that's a problem actually. So like, uh, people report things in the literature that they say are working, and then you'll try them, and they either will work or they won't work. And that questions, that, like, the cool validity of, like, people's yeah. science and integrity, yeah. right? That's, so you, like, a di- whole different problem. But yeah, that seemed, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, so, anyways, uh, the name of the game in, for these professors and, like, students also is to publish in these good journals. And the mm. good journals want some, like, sexy catch. Like, okay. and my, basically my project didn't have that. So it's, like, in uh. my notebooks for only me to see. And now I'm like slightly changing directions, which so do you, is a little hard. Is it one of those things where you think that um, they they almost don't care about the actual project point of view itself, rather than what's sexy about that or selling something? Part of it could be like a like a paragraph, like you know, like what Maya's saying about smaller publications is like uh-huh. you could liken a smaller publication to a single word within a paragraph. Right. And now what the journals want are paragraphs. Mm. They want volumes of work uh, that tell like stories, you know. Well, yeah, they mean? want like well like she said you, the, it, the, um using well, kind of you know, right? using yeah. the term like sexy, they want to like boost it, right? They want to they want to boast it and and see like it's yeah. not more information. No, it's, it's just, just a result that's like... It's like I have a wall, but I'm going to color it a different yeah. picture. Or, or color it a different color. And being like, yeah, like, but it's still a wall. Throw the word autism or... Yeah. Like, throw all these sexy words like gene therapy. And if you can throw that in your title, then it's sexy. And it's right. like normally from one... It's trendy result, words in the like, science you know, industry, right? And and, that, yeah, we show this is implicated in this disease yeah and then people are excited about it but well, yeah. some of it some of it's really good yeah i no, mean okay, so that's works a... that are like that but it's like rare yeah it's like so if it reads really well and it's really well written it, it, it kind of uh, you know captures you know all this stuff rather than you know this little pair small sentence that says exactly what that whole paragraph says it you know it's like oh that really sounds insightful yeah well like i think like the it's not like every piece of data in new papers is redundant like uh it it's not like uh they're showing the same thing many many times times throughout the paper they're they're literally trying like to test one idea but like from like many different angles uh, angles. and it's gotten to the point now where 
the journals that Maya is like referring to, like they expect people to show things from multiple angles, which is expensive to do. Right. Exactly. If you're a small lab and you don't have a lot of resources, you just would not be able to contribute anything to like written the written record simply because you don't like have the money to ask the question in all the ways that they want you to ask it and there is some of this stuff that Maya's talking about like where like people abuse it and there's really no content there at all it's all just flash right and it turns out to be either false somebody like proves it's false or uh, it really turns out not to be as important as they uh, claimed flashy ones have more false things yeah like statistically that tends to happen with everyday people in life I think Anybody that has a lot of flashy bullshit, fake-ass motherfuckers, yeah, dude. Yeah, totally. Fake-ass shit. It's real. Yeah. I got a big cock. Yeah. It's kind of those, like, you know, it's kind of one of those, like, you know, in a fighting situation, you got those guys, like, in, you know, Palo Alto, like, whoa, 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 and you go to fucking New Mexico, we don't ask Whack. questions, motherfucker, we just hit. <laughs> we just do it. That's, yeah. We're not in for the flash, dude. No. Really, no. we're in to fucking hit yourself. Man, it's, hit you in the face. It's hard, though. Like, you know, I think about it all the time. Now that I'm uh, finishing my PhD, I'm, like, thinking, like, if I even want to continue doing it. Eh, mm-hmm. It's... I mean, it's... Uh, it's a huge sacrifice. Like, you have to uh, work all the time, and you have to, you know, uh, make these things, these papers happen, you know? And yeah. to make the papers happen, you know, you have to, like, get funding, and it's just a... It's a really tedious process tedious sure, and yeah. hard and uh and then you're subject to uh review from people who you can't control yeah right you're putting up your ideas against all these people and if you're not part of the group and believe me there's a fucking there's there's, a, there's, there's a, like there's groups, a uh, yeah just that's the other problem right there's so like click, huh? some of the stuff <laughs> that Maya's talking about that people are like flash like people don't even like see that it's crap all they look at is like who's saying it yeah and they're like oh that guy can say whatever he wants because he's because he's this guy because he's this guy and so i think everybody's full of shit oh man no matter who it is yeah we're all guessing in life anyway Mm -hmm. to my opinion well the one of the major reasons that brought us to stanford you were asking earlier is uh having a pedigree in some way right like yeah if you are joe schmo coming from college of you know wherever wherever uh those people tend to just not be regarded the same, like, when it comes to funding. So, like, you could be applying to <clears throat> NIH, Net Taxpayer Fund, uh-huh. to get your research funded. And they're like, okay, we have application from John Smith at Harvard, and we have, I don't know, who is this? Who is this person? We'll just uh, yeah. rub this person out. And so, yeah. like, you know, part of my motivation coming to this school was to have a, a name stitched to mine that would, like... Yeah. Increase my, like, you know, fundability. Fundabi- <laughs> like, my intrinsic fundability. Yeah. Know? It's like a goddamn merit badge. Yeah. No, that's... that's it's. It sounds... Uh, I picked berries at the Stanford <laughs> Forest for s- six years, and now I get this yeah. patch, and you gotta take me a little more seriously now. You know, I got my sash. Yeah. It's like I put the time... It's like I put the time in, no matter what kind of time it was, I put it in, and now I'm a name, or, or now you have to respect me. Yep. Because, you know, if I do a podcast for, like, you know, three years, motherfucker, I got three years. Three years? Doesn't... Man. No, no, I haven't been doing it for two years, I'm just saying, you know. But anyway, <laughs> no, no, if I did, but yeah, even like three years, yeah. holy shit, you know, that's, yeah. that's a pretty good time. Yeah. That's at least 
over a hundred podcasts, and you know, each time you get better and better and better. But I could just be doing shitty podcasts, you know. Not take anybody's advice, just fucking talk here all day by myself. I could put out crap, but I got a name, right, dude? Experience. <laughs> I think experience always counts for something. Yeah, no, definitely doing doing something over and over again and get it, or or a project or something specific, like even playing guitar. Playing guitar, you play it one day, two days. It takes a lifetime to get great at it. Yeah. I'm still not great at it, and I've been playing it for fucking 30 years. Around 30 years? So that was, yeah. Fucking since I was 10. 27 years. Dude, that's cool. I so, miss my father playing the guitar. Uh, we used to, we have a cabin up in uh, northern New Mexico. Oh, cool. Uh, near, near Colorado, actually. And, um, beautiful scenery out there, too, when you're camping. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Super beautiful. Listen uh, to some coyotes like how and shit in the night. You're like, ah, oh, it's fucking. It's like I'm in a western right now. Maya had never even seen the Milky Way. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the Milky Way. I don't think I've seen the Milky Way either. Actually. It's so un uh, light polluted that like yeah. you can like just see for just beautiful sky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the it was the first time in uh, 2005 when I was I was driving out the Colorado area and it was the first time I actually experienced no light pollution uh-huh. in the certain yeah. section it was just not the milky way but it was just stars yeah. like were right yeah. on top of me like you know in texas or somewhere you know those pockets and i was like god damn it's amazing i was it's like amazing, yeah man. until you really see it you know i've I never seen that before until i was like 25 Dude, that's, Th- kinda... that's what convinced me not to be an astronomer i was like set up like growing up i'm gonna be an astronomer and then i was like 15 and i went to arizona and i was i saw the stars for the first time and i was like this is way beyond me this is beyond (laughs) anything i could do terrified (laughs) yeah it's it's yeah when you look at something on a a giant spectrum like that it's kind of frightening to realize i guess how small kind of like if you were doing like you know know, being even like uh studying the ocean and stuff like that and you know, in marine biology or something, you know, something like that, and you're just like, there's parts that nobody can go that deep in the ocean because they would literally implode. Yeah. And, you know, they've tried for submarines, like, handheld, and they've, you know, even that just shows you how far we can't even go on our own below planet, the yeah. only own planet yeah. below the Earth's surface, you know. Yeah. You know, the vastness of the ocean is enough to create that situation for me, man. Like, I'm not even thinking about what's under the water. I just see, like, how how big it is. I'm like, whoa, man. If I were out there, I'd be fucked. Yeah, I'm like... Hats off off to some of the the sailors and pirates out there that crossed those oceans back in the day. I mean, fuck you for probably killing lots of people, but... Well, that's still me. I like the... Stars and I still, well, I still love the ocean. Ocean's I my love favorite the ocean, hobby yeah. is fishing in the ocean. That's like my That's fun, favorite yeah. thing to do. Nice. And I feel totally comfortable on a boat. Yeah, oddly. boats are cool. I like boats. I like boats. I want to learn how to sail. It's like seven hundred and fifty yeah. bucks in Redwood City. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. for like a class, like a class of some shit. I was like, I really want to. Can you become a member of like a, a yacht club? <laughs> no, I don't know about. I mean, maybe they have one in Berkeley and. uh you don't, it's not like a rich person's yacht club. It's like, you know, you take a class mm-hmm. and you start to get uh, log hours. Maybe, yeah. Uh, and this, I got to go out on the on the bay from Berkeley uh, with this guy who had one of these licenses. Okay. And, I mean, it was like a smaller, it wasn't a sailboat, it was an actual uh, yacht. Uh, oh, okay. okay. Uh, yeah. Like, I just remember, like, switching the sail was, like, called, like, attack. Uh, 
I don't even know. Yeah, like, he's telling <laughs> us about the different things, and, like, you know, dude, that thing will fucking break your ribs out, man. Oh, I bet, like, dude, yeah. It just, the wind is so strong with the mast that it just, like, uh, it swings around with such force. So I got to ride on this uh, yacht with this guy, and we went under the uh, the Golden Gate Bridge. I was, like, super hungover. <laughs> I had yes. a lab mate who was super cool. Uh, she was from a Berkeley graduate. Yeah. And uh, she was a postdoc when I joined the lab. And she didn't get along well with our boss just because she was from, she's from Berkeley and she had an opinion. Yeah. I don't really know. But she uh, came and she, like, inter- she had friends. Nobody in the lab had friends. <laughs> this girl actually, like, had had real friends real friends and i was uh, like oh man you know i want to hang out with you you're, you're fucking cool yeah so she like uh invited me with her her friend to go out on the yacht uh, and nice. a couple of other people went out with us and she took a bunch of bunch of beer out on the yacht and i was like looking forward to it and i just i don't know what happened i think i can't even remember why i was hungover but <laughs> i had to get much the, the night before because of for whatever i was excited Every, maybe yeah. i don't know and i got, got on the boat and i just uh, i always feel sad that i like had to experience that like in the condition i i was i was just like i had to throw up over the boat at one point yeah, that's what happens sometimes not because i was seasick just super hungover yeah i've been on small boats like fishing like out in the ocean even in new jersey i think my friend's dad's boat one time and i had to like shit over the side of the boat because i didn't have a bathroom so it was, it was super fun you know but it was, it was like smaller to where you're like feel everything and yeah like, and it's gonna make you nauseous somehow even if you're like yeah. even if you're standing up fishing you're like all right this is not this is the weirdest feeling yeah. did they have a bathroom on the boat the one i just went on yeah yeah some do if they're big enough yeah yeah It'll but not all of them you get a, either a bucket or you get a shit over the side if you have to go like we're not going in you know like it would be like some my dad would say we're not going in, motherfucker. You're gonna shit. You gotta either get yeah. off in the island somewhere or in the water or whatever. This one's on you. Yeah, we're not going back. So make sure you do all your shit before we head out. And you're like, but what if I don't have to go right now? Dude, it'd be like in five minutes. My, Maya's grandmother was like in the Congo or somewhere and decided not to poop for like how many days? Oh, that's the wrong thing to do. <laughs> Come on, man. This is a great story. Like five days or something like this. Well, where was she? She was in Africa on a safari that lasted a week or something with, like, five men. And by herself. By herself. Ooh, that's... In the middle of Africa in just, she like... She is brave. In a jeep. They're Jesus like, Christ. <laughs> She's gonna hold her shit for five days. She didn't feel comfortable, I guess. This is oh, I wouldn't feel comfortable not... <laughs> that's just gonna be... You know what I mean? Just... You know, I, I don't know how she did it, but it, like... Really messed her up. <laughs> to get a colonist, a colostomy. colostomy. Oh, oh, yeah, colonoscopy, right? No, yeah, col- I know colonoscopy. I thought no, or a colon- it's a colostomy. Colostomy. Oh. Is that where they cut a hole in your side? Oh, yes, yes, yes. And the side, <laughs> yeah. Just gotta let the yeah, yeah. There's like a tube. Is there a tube that they I gotta think put in? A tube and- <laughs> Whoa, yeah. No, what, what? your grandmother did that? Yeah. it's... Yeah, one of my she should, she should be old enough to just fucking shit wherever she damn well pleases. Like, just go right here, lady. No big deal. Was I she know. doing it for, like, a book or, like, something? No, she's just in Africa. Her grandmother was a professor, strangely, at the same college where my dad went to law school at U- University of New Mexico. Nice. Cool. Yeah. I just thought that was a funny story. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> now it's going to be a crazy... 
offered experience. Her, her personal relative story. She's like, I don't want to. I don't want to diss my grandmother, but yeah, that happened. Now I'm gonna have to think of something to like throw myself under the bus with. But, oh. No, I don't mind dissing that grandma. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I was about to say that. I was like, <laughs> well, you don't even like that grandma. No, we don't really like that. Like, I can see. She's, she's a hateful grandma. She's a hateful grandma. No wonder why. She I mean, compared, she, I mean, just the holding your shit story is... is well, that says a like, lot about yeah, her says, temperament. It says a lot about yeah. her in person. Yeah. And I'd be like, if anybody did that, I'd be like, you are not bright. You're not the, <laughs> you are not the smartest fucking tool in the shed right now. Let me tell you. You're acting like you haven't shit in days. I haven't. I haven't. Well, you need to go, lady. <laughs> Holding it in, dude. Laxatives could have saved all of your relationships. What? I'm just joking. (laughs) I would have, I would have just had to have gone. Like, yeah, for me anyway. It was like, I don't get, I don't get very binded up. Is is you know not a thing for me really? Happens to a lot of people. I couldn't do public restrooms for a long time. That's a big thing for a lot of people. I can take a piss, but I mean, like, I just you know the thought of pooping in a public restroom, even now that I can do it, is sick, man. Like I, I don't know, it's just too much for me. I'm like sitting next to people, I'm hearing things that I don't need to hear. Yeah, no, that's. I mean, that's that. I've heard the almost the exact same things from a lot of people who uh, are very not public bathroom at all. Me, I'm like. I don't give a fuck, dude. If I gotta go, I'm I gotta just going go. For it. I want because my and my reasoning behind everything is I want to feel the most comfortable where I'm at. I got. You. I never ever want to be uncomfortable like that. You know, no, I don't want to be you. like. You know, it puts you in a shitty mood. It's like, what's your problem? Well, I've had to shit all day since three eight fucking three p.m. and it's now eleven p.m. and I haven't gone yet. I haven't gone yet. Yeah. I'm like, just we'll just go fucking take a shit and come back. You'll feel a lot better. Well, boom, that's it. That's, that's what did it for me. I mean, having to be in the lab for as many hours as we were, I mean, it just became impossible to like not it's not in, use yeah. the restroom. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, I got I got over it. See, I've never experienced being angry or in pain because well, I'm like holding it for on purpose. So here's the other deal. Well, that's why I, I don't. I just yeah, go. yeah, I just go. The other deal is, is like I don't know, man. Like I never. I'm from a rural it. area, you know. I mean, like <laughs> I I didn't have to share a bathroom with like a ton of other people very often no, for sure yeah you know i mean i'm used to like privacy in the my you didn't really like moving in with me that was a hard thing oh that was a hard one uh, oh me and laura it's interesting i never had a problem with it but she just walks in on me and hangs out <laughs> while i'm shitting hanging out really but if i do it to her she gets all pissed off don't she come in do here that? she could do that to you yes yeah, and you're she okay comes in, yeah she's like i'm like hello and she's like so anyway whatever um, so this thing, and I'm like, you motherfucker, like, all the time. That's yeah. hilarious. Yep. <laughs> i freak out. I'd be like, get out. <laughs> no, I'm just doing my crossword puzzle, and then, sure, I'll be like, um, so, snakes and amphibians, five letters, starts with an A, or, you know, or something stupid yeah. like that, so just, you know, I'll just be doing my whole thing. And it reminds me of that, uh, scene on Friday. Yeah. Craig! Craig! Yeah. Where you at? In the bathroom! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I smell your... What is the... I smell your shit for 18 years. You can smell mine for smell 35 minutes. smell mine for 35 minutes. Uh, yeah, she she grew up like with her... Like walking in on her mom and just talking to her and her mom you know, doing the same thing. So they kind of grew up like that. I never grew up like that, so I thought it was weird. I kind of. But at the same time, I'm like... I wasn't weirded out by it, I guess. I was just kind of like... Whatever. I don't know. It didn't mean anything to me. What did you think of this? I didn't try it. So what? That's uh, so. This is the Rio Bravo Brewing Company. 
And this is the, how do you say it? Pion? Pinon. Pinon coffee porter. And what we were describing before is with the nut. Yeah, it's a, or, it's or a pine, pine nut. nut. Yeah. 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 Okay. There's like a conifer tree in New Mexico. Uh, oh, that's right. No worries. Yeah, that happens. So, you know, like pine trees belong to like a family. It's like called conifer. And there are many different conifer trees. And this is a 6.7. This one's 6.7. ABV. Yeah, I like, I like to say it just because live, live bold, join the adventure. Nice. I feel like this is like a. A sports or another like or like an energy drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Live bold, enjoy the adventure. But the fact that it's on a beer can may means a hell of a lot more. Yeah, for sure. Like fuck your energy drink what or was, a beer. This one's lower. Oh, it's six, tasty. Six point. Yeah, it's really. That's good. a really good one. Yeah, it's yeah. really tasty. Yeah, that's good. I thought this was right on the money. Mm. Yeah. The coffee is like it's pretty well balanced. It's like nice and smooth. Nice and, and smooth. Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of like yeah, I like it. I dig it. Not it's overpowering good. at all. Yeah, not overpowering at all. That's I was worried, you know, because coffee you could easily over- overdo it. Uh. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Um, I don't drink a lot of coffee porters. I oh. try like you know whatever it is. I'm easily oatmeal stouts. I like those more. Some random, you know. So the coffee itself, like the company makes, yeah. uh, it's smooth like this also. So oh, okay. I have a feeling that the reason they struck the balance they did here uh, was because they used these people's coffee. No, that makes sense. Which is awesome. Because That's super cool. And they're keeping it local, right? Yeah. It's all, it's all in-house. Or like all, all in-state. Yeah, no, I love that about community if you're gonna keep it local keep it local keep it local yeah so that's like what we were talking about earlier right like just like community and i don't know man like uh i feel like that's something that i could use more of just like more of in my everyday life i yeah me as well i just feel like uh the older i get the more i like realize its importance and the more i want to do things to be sure that it's like present in my uh in my life yeah no i agree it's a it's a big thing for me and that's Something that I always think about is community, and then if I'm not doing a certain thing, it kind of gives me anxiety to not be doing that, doing that kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Yeah, and I'm like, I feel like I'm losing touch, you know, either with myself or with the community or with the way I feel about things. And I'm like, yeah. uh, you know, something's missing. Yeah, too. something is definitely missing, and I'm like, I don't know how to get it back, or or you may not even know what it is. Yeah, so. it's like one of those. I'm like, if I haven't played a song in like months right and i play a song on the guitar by myself i'm not you know it's like whatever and i just like i really needed to belt that out i was like i didn't know how i always forget how great it feels to like it was like taking a shit yeah basically yeah take a shit for your soul yeah yeah get all that stuff out of you that needed to come out yep it's definitely an interesting way of looking at it for sure i like it yeah, feel uh, comfortable. You feel know? comfortable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, so like you know that feeling. Uh, you know, I could give you a really good example recently that my sister just did. Uh, we have this thing in my community uh, where I grew up. It's called Abiquiu, New Mexico. It's where George O'Keefe lived and okay. pa- painted. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Beautiful area, and there's a lot of artists. You know, just living and operating there, and uh, they have this thing called the Studio Tour every year where local artists can uh, show and sell their art. Mm -hmm. And it's a, you know, organized event where uh, people that come to it get a map 
uh, showing like where each of the participants is located. Yeah. And the community, it's like rural, you know, you can't just like walk from one person's art to the next person's art, like one house over. I mean, it's like, it's a, it's a spotted little community and the people participating live in like really just distinct parts of the, of they, the terrain. So then they set up their own kind yeah. of vibe, right? Yeah. Their own vibe. Like, yeah. So people sort of like just drive around uh, with their little map and, you know, see what people have to offer. Oh, well, that's cool. And it's actually a lot of fun. And it, seems it's, like a lot of it, fun. Yeah. it's really community uh, yeah. because everyone in the community knows like who else is participating. They mm-hmm. know that person's art their craft what what have you yeah and uh, my sister actually just did it for the first time this year um my sister's actually from santa fe and they sort of enforce community by restricting outsiders from uh opening up shop for the event they want locals yeah to do it so my sister had to like jump over some boundaries to participate this year and the way she uh built a case for it um was my father and her mother like divorced when she was really young but my mm. father was a member of the community that, that part of the community yeah yeah and uh my brother uh before he before he passed away would also participate in the in the event and I I did it one time probably close close to when I was going to graduate high school and uh she made the case that you know through through my dad she had the right to show her art and they, they were cool with it and yeah. they let her do it. And you That's know, my cool. sister's a, a silver Smith. Okay. Uh, so she showed jewelry nice this year and I don't, I don't know how she did. I haven't talked to her since, since it happened. It just happened last weekend. Oh, okay. So fairly recent. Yeah. Yeah. But you awesome. know, back to this community thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean like, this is a great thing that I feel like, uh, That's we super cool. could have more of and, you know, the one thing they have that I do support in Palo Alto is the street fair. Yeah. The street fair is nice. You yeah. get the art fair going on with the wine and, yeah. There's some beers outside, and that's always kind of cool every year. Our favorite, my favorite thing is the, the art, chalk The drawings. chalk arts, yeah, the yeah. chalk art. And especially what the people are doing with chalk now. Damn, it's just awesome. It's amazing. We're always blown away, actually. Like, I've been to it, like, every year that I, I just happened across it, actually, the yeah. first year. And now that I know it's, like, a regular thing, I mean, it's, like, totally a, a highlight for me in the, in the year here, because there's not a lot of community stuff. Right, yeah. No, exactly. And they could be... Out, I mean, outsiders coming into the Palo Alto area, so it's like different kind of community. Yeah, because it's like, but still, it's at as the close same as you're time. Get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might meet some 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 locals because you're there downtown shopping art and checking things out and, for sure. You know, they, you know that kind of vibe, but but yeah, no, it's definitely cool with some music and you know some random stuff. It's fun. There's like stuff like that, like you know, just all over New Mexico. Like, there's a lot of community uh, community type stuff, and it's. It's driven a lot, like, by, like, rural, just the rural character of, of New Mexico, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, yeah. here, we're living, like, around a lot of different... Uh, there's also, um, I think, for here, with some community, too, there's a lot going on right now with the farmer's markets. The farmer's markets. Yeah. In yeah. there, there's kind of a small community gathering, because, you know, you get some of the same local... Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, it's like some of my friends, uh, like Jim and Sue, they're, they do... Uh, the Menlo Park one, and ah, fuck, I always forget the other one. I want to say San Mateo? I think it might be San Mateo. They don't do the Palo Alto one? No, so they do the San Mateo one and then the Menlo Park one. Mm-hmm. And I, I I keep fucking up which day. I think the, the Sunday one is Menlo Park. Uh, I know it's the I Palo think, Alto yeah. one is Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's one, yeah. But 
but yeah, they do for the weekend, and they sell um, uh, uh, fermented uh, sauerkraut and stuff, yeah, and, cool. and some cool. some of their own stuff that they do. But uh, uh, Sue was saying that, that yeah, there's a pretty good, uh, uh, strong community that people have just kind of come up to their booths and say hi and you know check out our newborn baby kind of a thing and, yeah you know it's like a better a better vibe at that some of those places because they're yeah. you know buying their product their, their produce straight rather than buying it at a grocery store and you don't know the fucking clerk it's like ooh, you give a fuck about that guy right no totally i i think like uh we have a few people like that like that i would consider community like sort of like when you bump into the same person a lot uh mm-hmm. Uh, throughout your existence, you know, like I really actually value, like you know, seeing that you're at the at the ro- yeah at, at the, the, ro- the Rosen Crown, yeah. you know, uh, like us sitting here, like comes from that aspect of com- yeah. community that we're talking about. Yeah, I agree. That's the same for me. It's like I bump into the same people, and now even other places I bump into them. Yeah, you know, oh, you come here too? Yeah, I'll yeah. come here on this day. It's like, oh, that's cool. Super awesome. I live here. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh you do too? Yeah. Oh, yeah, community. Oh. Yeah, I met, when I was working on uh, El Arsenal yesterday, one of my old, when I used to work lunch at the Rosen Crown on only Wednesdays there uh, a couple years ago, I was, uh, uh, this guy came in to El Arsenal. He was like, oh, what's up, man? I was like, oh, hey, dude, was he, so you work here too now? I'm like, yeah, I'm back in both places, like. You know, more at the Rose, but I'm here once in a while, too. And he's like, my sister lives right up the hill. And then his sister came, and they hung out. And it was totally, like, people that I knew, but just didn't know that they come to frequent this yeah, bar yeah. as well. And, you know, this other part. And it's, like, kind of a community like that. And he's like, um, you know, if I would have known you were going to be working, I would have did this different. You know what I mean? Kind yeah. of a thing. It's like, well, fuck, if I would have known you were going to fucking be here, would have brought fucking this, you know? Totally. Our, our other community are the Safeway people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, this, yeah. The, the secret, secret Safeway. Secret, yeah, yeah. Safeway. At, the, at the the Sharon Heights one. Yeah. yeah. But that means it's those random occurrences that are your community. Like, I think it's kind of strange. We don't even know our neighbors. Mm-hmm. We have, like, yeah. three neighbors. I'm the same. And we just, I mean, that's, that's kind of strange. You're living in such close proximity. You don't even know them. I've, I've had run-ins with our neighbor. The Gimli toenail story. I feel like the living situation is so different, it's, though. Well, okay, so... Well, no, I mean, I'm... Uh, my dog got his nails clipped, and oh, they yeah. clipped one too short. Okay. Yep. And it was just bleeding out. Oh, like, shit. Like, puddles yeah. <clears throat> of blood. They sent me away from the, like, vet's office, because happened. He, he was just, like, out of at the vet, and they were like, we're going to clip his nails for you. And I was like, great, that sounds... Great. That sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. Yeah, and I noticed their whole front room is like covered in blood as I'm trying to pay for the thing. So they stop it, but the second I get him home, he steps on the carpet and, and it like it takes yeah, the stopper off. stuff yeah. off. Anyway, so I I'm immediately reading what to do about it. I like take him outside where it's concrete, and it's like right by the stairs where you like go into the building. Because I, I mean, I don't want to like walk him far away. Right. And I'm reading about it, and it says put cornstarch on it. So I go and get all this cornstarch, and basically, <laughs> I'm sitting on the bottom of our stairs, and there's, like, this pit bull, and all this white powder, and all this blood. <laughs> yeah. And our neighbor walks by, we've never met her. She must have moved there, like, two days before. And, like, she walked by twice, and she never asked me, like, are you okay? Like, what's going like, on what's with Like, what's going you? on? Like, why is there white powder and blood everywhere? Like, and the dog's laying there all, like, wow. sad looking. I was kind of amazed. And, like, I 
later realize what the scene must have looked like. I don't know, but something really worse than it was. I think you can give her the benefit of the doubt on this She was scared. I know that's his... I know. But, I mean, I would ask. You know you're the neighbor. You don't look like a shady person, I don't think. Yeah, I would have been like, are you okay? At least a little bit. I'm like, are you alright? Is everything cool? Are you... That she needs something. <laughs> she doesn't look like Felicia. Well, I was like, <laughs> I was kind of dismayed by this. I was like, I don't know, my neighbor. I'd like to meet you, but now I feel like it's awkward. Mm. And remember me? I was that girl that day <laughs> in the scene that you. You should have played up on it. You should have been like, bitch. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Bitch, I was dying. You did nothing. <laughs> Give me a band aid. Oh. Uh, you could have called 911 and saved a life, but yeah. no. You were one of those other people like, somebody else is going to do it. Animal haters. Yeah. Fuck them. Well, <laughs> funny story is that, like, my neighbor, too, the one directly, so the, there's nobody living in this apartment next to me right now. They moved out, like, a couple of months ago. But they were living there for about a year and a half. Pretty long time. And they haven't been able to fill it? Huh? Well, I think they just, they just started, um, they just moved out, like, Recently, oh, recently, and they, okay. but they, when somebody moves out, they redo all the floors. Uh, they have to paint the walls, so they do a lot of work. Uh, you know, depending on how long and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so so these people moved out. I had a run in. I seen this guy every single day. Take out his laundry. Always had a laundry basket. Basically, go to his car. Never once spoken to him at all like not not a hi and a goodbye like maybe here and there like hey how's it going like, yeah, good. you know kind of keeping his head down just good <laughs> all right well fuck you bro whatever and same with the girl the girl would come up on her bike and stuff and i'd see her once in a while never took notice you know blah 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 and not and i text laura this when it happened um I, you know i didn't they moved they moved out Sayonara, don't give a shit, whatever, I felt bad, my speakers are on the wall, you know, kind of a thing, I'm playing a movie, it might be too loud at 3 o'clock in the morning, I don't fucking know, you know, maybe they just hated me, who knows, yeah, yeah. Uh, could be, yeah, could be any number one, they never knocked on my door and said, turn it down, I once knocked on the door and like, tried to borrow like a can opener, I was like, dude, do you have a can opener, because my eyes like, I don't have one right now, I was like, um, like, a can opener, and I was like, a can opener yeah simple. do you fucking have one can i borrow it i'll bring it right back i live right there could knock on my fucking wall yeah yeah and he was like oh, okay so yeah he let me borrow it, it was, then he was cool and you know but then still didn't say anything like to you know oh what do you need camera for blah blah no no bullshit conversation no yeah. nothing like come over smoke Just an some, isolated yeah, incident come over smoke some weed with me or drink some beers like none of that shit i don't have any of those neighbors here at home i'd have all those kinds of neighbors right so here, nothing. Nothing. Now that I'm working in San Carlos, right? This girl is hanging out with this other girl. I don't. I'm. I, you know, I see a thousand faces a day. Being a bartender, I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, they come like if you. And unless we're engaged in pretty good conversation, You're you know, forget. at the bar, yeah, I probably won't remember you. Yeah, and, and, and that's the sad reality of it. And I mean, not, there's just a lot of faces. Yeah, I, and I wish it, I could remember everybody at the same time. Uh, but anyway, so this girl comes up. And she orders like some ciders and stuff, and I, and I was like, "Man, this girl's got huge fucking cans, like, like huge tits, like I mean, like beyond like normal big breasted women." You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I'm just like, "Jesus Christ!" And then, like, she's like, "Yeah, weren't you my neighbor?" And I was like, "Where the fuck did you live?" Like, I was like, it, "I was like, maybe." Where I was like, where where did you live? And she's like, oh, and at the Woodland Park, 
the Woodland Park apartments. Like, Whoa. you know, that was like, oh. And then I text Laura, and she's like, really? That's what you remember about her? I was like, no, I don't remember her having big boobs. I just remember that I'm just seeing them now, whether she's not wearing a bike helmet or a jacket or something that, like, you know, her face is just a blur because I don't, you know, yeah, I, yeah. She, her interactions with me on the bike were nothing. She, you know, would... Yeah, no. Really. You know, it was just in passing, but I was just like... It was like you were meeting her for the first time. Yeah, for the first time. She was like, oh, I was like, oh, hey, how's it going? And then, yeah. and then they've been coming in almost regularly, her and this other guy. I don't know if they're boyfriend, girlfriend, or they're just roommates or whatever the fuck they do, but uh, they were there playing games and, and hanging out at the other bar that I worked at. It's just like, you know, I never interacted with my neighbors until they were at the bar and they moved away. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, dude... We, I'll probably could have hung out and smoked weed or drank beers. But the, now this is yeah. what I chose happened. not to. Mm-hmm. That way but, we never know our neighbors. I mean, yeah. uh, like, you know, that was a cool thing about the Stanford Garden uh, situation was I yeah. I met my neighbor by chance during uh, our when we signed our leases. Oh, really? So That's pretty cool. My friends from the law school uh, turned out to be, like, my community. Yeah. Uh, it was actually really cool, like... I did have community there. That was the one cool thing about living there. We had a, we called it the corner. It's like <laughs> the, the apartments over at Stanford Garden sort of like do this like L. Mm. And uh, we called it the corner because one guy we knew lived down by the bottom of the stairs. And then uh, my friends from the law school lived upstairs. And my buddy Justin, who's their neighbor, lived across the hall. And then I lived around on the other side. So like we yeah. like kind of had like all these apartments clustered at the, at the corner. Okay. And uh, we used to, like, hang out out in the corner and drink. Basically, drink, drink, yeah, drink beers, beers and hang out and bullshit. Hang out and bullshit. And, and like, we had a, a fire pit. Fire pit. Oh, there you go. But we got in trouble because, like, yeah, there was smoke from the fire pit. <sighs> and we got our fire pit, like, confiscated by the, by the property management. <laughs> but it was great, man. Like, we, uh, my, my buddy Todd had this uh, old school projection TV. And uh, for the Super Bowl, we uh, pulled the, he pulled the TV out of the out of the house because he he also lived on the corner. Okay, on the first floor, and we like watch watch Super Bowl. It was a memorable Super Bowl, man. Fucking Patriots lost to the Giants, and I I hate the Patriots. All right, I just was like, I don't like either one teams. Patriots I, I, and the Giants suck. I I yeah, I'm a Cowboys fan. Ah, uh, okay, it's rough. <laughs> I'm actually not a fan of anybody anymore. I used to be a 49er fan. Back back when I watched football, I don't watch football anymore. I watch hockey and baseball. I think for the if uh, if I watch sports, dude, man, the Yankees just knocked out. I uh, saw, Cleveland, I man. saw, yeah, yep, that's intense. Yep, I felt kind of bad for Cleveland. And Chicago got beat, right? Yeah, Chicago lost to the Washington. I didn't, I didn't see that. So it was, one. It was uh, raining. It was raining a lot. I know that the, the I know the Cubs are still in it, but they're yeah. they're like in a in a. Back and forth yeah. shootout, like it's two two. I think yeah, yeah, just, exactly. There was like pretty decisive, yeah, game coming up. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, usually I don't give a fuck. Yeah, Maya doesn't watch sports. Uh, yeah, I'm not huge in the sports she anymore. She plays water polo. I like water polo. I think that's a part of a community too, like teams, like teams. Uh, um, which you know, I used to go bowling. It might sound silly, but I love bowling. I like Me and bowling. my friend were bowling like my on a, is on a drinking league from bowling. That's from what? So my finger is currently strained from bowling. Oh, really? Because I played too many games. Well, I hurt my elbow kind of like that, and I got tennis elbow, I think, from it. So I had to wear one of those, like, you know. How often were you going? Once a week. And that was enough to, was it, like, right away, or is it, like. No, it kind of, like, happened uh, after, well, not after, but, like, 
on a break. It was uh-huh. like I went bowling, and then the week I took off because we went on vacation, and uh-huh. then came back. And when we came back, I was like, I didn't do anything besides all his bit was bowling. Oh, and I was like, my, I feel like somebody like broke my arm or my elbow, and I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know what happened, but it's like part of the bowling stress. Yeah, God damn, because it was just all that you know, like that yeah. fucking. You have to really like go for. I do. Yeah. I go for the speed the approach. S- yeah, I do that too. Faster sometimes is good. Yeah. I try to, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be professional, like, you know, like my dad. My dad's pretty good bowler. Pretty good bowler. Yeah, he, you know, one of those dudes that bowled 300. Dude, you that's know, cool. A couple games. And I was, you know, I try to get the spin in there, and I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, it's so hard for me to get the spin. What but you got to buy the right kind of ball and drill it. Yeah, for sure. My, Custom. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, but my ball's drilled for a straight throw, because that's how I throw. Uh-huh. So my uh-huh. curves are never exactly the same, because it's just... A different fingering. So you could really like yeah. have it uh, made so that you can yeah. enhance a certain throw. Yeah. So it's, so it's just uh, it's like tip drilling and then actual full finger drilling. So you just kind of put the tips of your fingers, and that yeah. helps with the curve. With the curve. Yeah. Whoa. So man. yeah, I didn't even know that existed. Yeah. Exactly. So it's kind of an interesting thing, but that was a pretty good community because we like yeah we didn't yeah. know anybody when we got there and had a bunch of good friends and there was this guy plus they usually have a bar yeah it was always a bar we were dr- it was a drinking league so we had pitchers of fucking beer we're just yeah. drinking mm-hmm. and then you win you get a fucking pitcher of shots and we're just like you know some <laughs> yeah. terrible incentivized to win yeah terrible lemon drop shots but you're like you know you start off Fuck like mm-hmm. alright let's fucking do this right and then uh yeah we, we had this guy on our team who was like um, he was he a good want- this guy wanted to be a woman and he was an awesome bowler and he was just on our team, and he was a fucking cool guy. And we ended up making friends with him, and, and sad that we don't keep in touch anymore. But, you know, I was like, dude. But he was a really nice guy, but he wanted to be a woman, so he was, like, kind of going through these, like, hormone pill yeah. changes and, like, doing all this stuff. And we are just dude, super fun. There's a guy at our Safeway that I'm pretty sure is, like, in the midst of this whole process. Mm-hmm. Another strange community member. Yeah. He's rented us our rug doctor. He's really nice. Nice. She. It's she, he, maybe. a very interesting transition. Like I, uh, I've seen. Well, he lived there a while, and well, <laughs> it's just an unfortunate. <laughs> How long have you guys been in the Sharon Sharon Heights? Two, two years. Yeah, two years. Uh, okay, yeah. enough to pay half a mortgage in New Mexico. Have you guys been? <laughs> the Bronx? Yeah, same here. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's for sure. How long have you guys been been together? Uh, more than two years, two and a half years. Uh. <laughs> so you're on the same. You're yeah. basically in the same part with, with me and Laura. Yeah. It's going well. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel it's going well. Yeah. My she always she might say the same. She's always asked different. me like, "Oh, what do you get for me uh, if you're the experienced person?" He's always trying to give me advice, and he thinks that he's like better at giving me advice because he's experienced more. And like, I don't push <laughs> it in your face. I no, just I say know, I, I, I don't I push it in your face. I don't say like listen uh, to me. Yeah. I'm I have I I know everything you well, need to sometimes know. Sometimes <laughs> I still feel like I'm getting a lecture, and I never liked lectures. Yeah, you're you you should you're gonna hit it off with Laura a lot because that's what <laughs> she thinks I do to her, and I don't do that shit. But I I guess I do something like yeah, yeah. like you know she's like saying all this shit and something, and I'm like this is what you need to do, and she's like shut the fuck up. I'm like yeah. all right, fine. Then don't then don't take my advice. Yeah. And you know what? Here's here's what I don't do. I don't give advice. Uh, you know what? That's, I, I, that's I, a I good stopped. thing. I stopped doing it. You stopped doing it. I stopped doing it. Because nobody gives a shit anyway, and she's never going to listen to me. Yeah. But so I'm like, I'm going to either tell her very mildly of something. I'm like, well, I mean, maybe you should try try this. And, and if you don't take that, then that's okay. 
so okay i understand what you're saying but you know the the funny thing is is like the nature of our like uh relationship is one where i started out in that capacity like uh i mentored maya in the lab that we work in and my role as a mentor was Mm. to offer advice of course yeah so it's and so I'm not saying that it should be, like, you know, me continuing to act in that capacity, but, I mean, I'm saying, like, you you're, you're kind of used to I that. Got, I got used yeah. to it, like, from our initial uh, relationship, and, relationship and, you know, I try hard. I, I try harder not to do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell when it's not helping, for sure. For sure. Oh, yeah, you can. And uh, oh, yeah. I, I start to, like, say, I oh, you know. Like, uh-huh. Oh, yeah, you, you are right. checked out. You're like, yeah. yeah, then I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah, like, well. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about your advice, and if I wanted a lecture, I'd go back to class. Yeah, but, you know, the the interaction yeah. is the very much sensitive to, like, age age difference. It is, because I, tr- like, I want to help her, but I'm like, ah, fuck her, let her fall on her face. Her- <laughs> well, like, she and if she does, to- I'm going to be there to hold her for well, a second. Well, sometimes she sells it. She's like, well, what do I have to offer you if you have, like, advice to offer me? from your experience like i what do i have to offer you and i'm like well you know you have I'm lots trying to provoke him like i know i have lots to offer just of course to make it well clear. i always tell you what the things are that you have to offer but i was about to think of i was about to tell you one the other day that i hadn't told you about uh why i like a, what's great about a younger perspective huh? mm-hmm. yeah I, sure. I think that uh the older you get the more uh it's true people get set in their ways yeah i agree and uh it might even have something to do with, like, not being able to, like, make new friendships. You know, like, you kind of get set in your ways, and it gets harder for you to reach out to other people. So what I was going to say that I appreciate about your younger perspective is just, like, being a little bit more flexible and more uh, open to, like, possibilities. And for me, like, I get to, like, in some vicarious way, like, uh, experience... We're not, doing, we're not doing that. Experience, <laughs> like, thing, yeah. youth yeah. Uh, through my experience with Maya. And I think yeah. it's, like, for me, like, great, because I get to be a young person and an old person, like, at the same time. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I feel that same vibe. That's that's usually what I get to do. I'm like, oh, I get to do a young thing, sort of young. Sort of, yeah. I don't truly understand it. Like, right, uh, right. And she, like, yeah, Laura, you know, Laura would be like, you don't know this? And I'm like... No, no, fucking who? educate me. So tell me. Yeah. So I'm always learning random shit from the from the kids' perspective perspective on the younger. Ver- but um, I think that so I had the same thought process about being in a band and being playing music is that when I was a teenager and I played music, um, I didn't give a fuck what we played and what we wrote. We did, and it was awesome. But now I'm such a critic of myself. And of what the music actually is out there that I don't want to release anything because I'm so afraid of myself, of what is actually, uh, you know, as, as a younger person, yeah, I could care less what anybody thought about me. Yeah, yeah. As you start getting older, I still don't care, but at the same time, I still, now I'm actually aware, I guess, as, as, a, as you know, a, a little bit different. You know, yeah, your your image uh, matters more more uh, later yeah. in life. To and, you, and it like, reflects, than, yeah. So, and that was the thing about the image is I was like, I don't want to give off the wrong vibe, yeah, yeah, or the wrong image to what this content holds with it, right? For sure, yeah. you know, a black and white photo, or opposed to like something else, you know. No, so what's interesting, in, even about that, like in general, I think is that uh, art is expressive, no matter in what form it presents itself uh 
and the temptation is always for all our in all time yeah now and in the future uh to try and pretend you can extract from the experience of it uh what was motivating its production and the truth is uh that's a subjective yeah that can only ever be a subjective experience to the viewer the listener yeah and uh you know i would encourage you as an artist uh to try and overcome how it is you will be perceived because the truth is no one will ever really know yeah and in that way you are protected yeah as an artist and uh you know i'm i'm an artist too and i Mm -hmm. i i love art i think it's a beautiful I think, think everybody more, more of us should do. I, th- I think everybody should be expressing themselves in some kind of way through art, whether you sell it or not sell it. Um, just keep doing it. The world's know? a better place with it. Yeah, um, for sure. I'm, you're a better person. Like, and it, I think it, the, it does so many beautiful things, right? Like, it, it, it it's like helping you uh, to help others in the experience of your art, yeah. which directly directly like makes the community better. And then you, as a member of society uh through this outlet become a better person who is a part of that larger network right so i mean art is like a community building yeah and supporting thing and it's so sad that in the modern day like you know we don't support it we don't support it whoever we is i I mean like uh let's say a handful of cocksuckers yeah the people in charge yeah uh, whatever yeah yeah we'll call those the parents yeah. If the parents don't support it, you know what I do? I still rebel. Rebel against the parents. Totally. Because mm-hmm. they're wrong. Anti- Dude, that's Anti- what your the concert you're going to go to this weekend yeah, is about. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Should dude. be a good time. Do you know what's funny? We, I, I want to... Oh, it's not 5.05. Uh, I was going to say it's 8.05. 8.05. No, it's later. A little bit later. It's like uh, 10 something. Or no. No, no, no. The glass is 8.05. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the Firestone. Yeah, I almost thought it was 5.05. I was going to say that the area code in New Mexico... Same so rural that there's only like for many years one area code oh that yeah. covered the whole state yeah. that's fucking awesome and it was 505 <laughs> that's cool uh only when i like, graduated high school did the new area code come out because albuquerque got like larger a little larger yeah yeah damn so all these idiots had these like tattoos on them <laughs> 505, 505 and now there's like a 575 that should be a beer already 505 505 it's gotta be all right, well, anything in closing before we wrap it up that you guys want to say out to the world? or Maya wants to break out a rap. Oh, no. You want to rap? No, I don't have any original raps. But my sister is a great musician. Oh, yes. yes Eva yes, Kinnebrew. Yes. She's on YouTube. Say it, again. Ha- say it again. Eva Kinnebrew. E-V-A Kinnebrew on YouTube. Okay. And also Pandora. And Pandora. Is she on yeah. iTunes? I don't know. Probably. Probably. Maybe. I shouldn't know. Is she a solo artist? Uh, mostly. I don't know. She has some stuff, I think, with her... You think she would care if I other. played a track no. of hers on, no. on the podcast? No, she would. No. Like, get sued? No, I don't think so. All right, if I find a track and I could steal it from her, I'll play it for the podcast. That'd be awesome. Great. Not, I'll send it out. Yeah. Yeah. She's really good. Mm-hmm. She's good. And you said Eva, right? Yeah. Okay, we'll write it down before you leave, but... Yeah. yeah. Okay. Awesome. And she's uh, where's she from? Same Southern same, California. Same she's, thing, is she still yeah. in Orange County? No, she did her undergrad at U Chicago, and now she's doing graduate school in like environmental policy at University of Vermont. 
Oh, cool. Vermont's a cool state. Yeah. They're a learned family. Huh? Next to <laughs> Canada. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I was promoting Berkeley. She interviewed at Berkeley. Oh, okay. But she could have gone to Berkeley or Vermont. She just likes Vermont. So Vermont's nice. Yeah. Got a lot of cool stuff up there. I wanted Maya to build a stronger relationship with her sister. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, we can't all force the sibling relationships, no. that's for sure. I was in a band with my brother. It didn't really work didn't out. Didn't work out. Mm-hmm. It worked out for a while, but not, not that long. Maybe a year and a half <laughs> until we both just didn't see eye to eye. Yeah. Whatever. Just, just fist to eye. Just fist to eyes, yeah. That's it. <laughs> He's better than me anyway, stuff. He's good. Well, you know, I just wanted to say, like, uh, for me, this was, like, a fantastic experience. Like yeah. I said, I think it really, like, is important uh, to honor any aspect of community that you can. And, you know, I think being a guest on your show is, like, a way for me to experience. It helps me get to know a lot, pe- a lot of people better, too. and I- So I can actually consider you more of a friend. Yeah. And then I get to know, you know, as, as it goes on. Because, you know, at the bar, it's like... You know, it's snippets. Yeah, it's just like clips, and I'm like, you know, I wish there was more time in the day of, you know, where I don't have to service other people. And it, you know, it helps me build a community exactly kind of what you're saying is that's what I'm trying to do in a sense is build community. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know. Obviously, you don't want to steal the show, but if you guys, if you ever want to invite us back, oh uh, no, always, we're, yeah, we're totally, gonna, we're totally down. I mean, Maya's gonna come on back for sure because she got to say more about you know, know. her stuff. She's yeah, like, maybe next time. See, we'll just leave remember when I was telling you guys about the the separate interviews because a lot of people got a lot of stuff to say that they want to say. So yeah, but you know, I feel like it was a good first time for you guys, and like sure. mm-hmm. you could get the experience of what it's actually like. Some people will get really nervous, and I'm like, dude, it's just, we're just drinking. We're just drinking. Out. It's not out. a big deal. Yeah. You have some headphones on. Yeah, that's it. It's a little, yeah, it's a little more professional. Like, we look professional because we got some shit on, you know, but it's actually not. It's just yeah. like, yeah. you know, I'm in an apartment. <laughs> this is a home studio or apartment studio. I'm used to right. appearing professional. Yeah. <laughs> not get to lay back. Yeah. Let it all loose. At least appearing. Yeah. All right. Well, I really appreciate you guys coming on for sure. Uh, definitely going to have you back anytime. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I'll see you at the bar before then. <laughs> Probably. And random stuff. You guys got any plans for Halloween? Anything cool uh, coming up? We always kinda... say that we're going to do something cool, but we always like kind of bail and like don't think of our costumes in time. And then, do you guys ever? You guys have off Saturdays or Saturday? Yeah, uh, yeah. Is, uh, it, is it land on a Saturday this year? No, no, no. I'm just saying I'm going to invite you to something if you oh, want to cool. come with us. But yeah, you know. Uh, so we got a couple of us from the bar and a couple of uh, customers from the bar. So friends of ours. We're going to the, um, the, uh, whatever the fuck it's called. Great, not great, is it Great America? Great America. Is great it the, America Scream? the theme park? Yeah, yeah. So, like, the there's, like, a haunted, there like, haunted. The haunted version. Yeah. So, we're going there on, not this Saturday, but next Saturday. Holy smokes. Cool. We so should do it. If yeah. you guys are, if you guys are down, come with us. Yeah. Come hang out. We're going to yeah. drink beers and, you know, probably Uber over there with a few friends or Darian will drive because yeah. we're not. You know, he doesn't drink that much, but... That'd be cool. Uh, yeah. That would be super yeah. cool. We'd be, we'd be interested. Yeah. Yeah. Should be fun. I think it's like 30 bucks a ticket or some shit. Yeah, yeah. There's like seven mazes and roller coasters and all kinds oh, of shit, so... Oh, mazes? Yeah, oh. I, yeah, I think they have like uh, like haunted like hayride <laughs> yeah. maze kind of things That's and like, cool. you know, haunted house stuff. So yeah, yeah if you guys are great. down, it's I on the 21st, we're, we're going to go, so... Yeah, cool. Definitely. You guys are welcome to come along. That sounds like a better thing than we've done in the past. Uh, yes. Coolest thing yeah. we did was carve miniature pumpkins. Oh, nice. <laughs> Well we, well, we always carve, par- carve pumpkins, too, but, I mean, usually it's just me and Laura, but, I mean, we can do that, too. Awesome. <laughs> you guys can hang out. Oh yeah. Anytime. 
Do All right. Well, well, I appreciate you guys for coming on, so thanks. Thank All right. You. Thank you. Thanks, guys, for listening, and uh, we'll see you later. Late. All right. That's it. That's all she wrote. Uh, sorry about the volume on the second round. I know it was a little loud. Probably had to turn your radio down, wherever you are. I couldn't, I couldn't figure out how to get it back to normal because I already edited it and turned the volume up a little. And it kind of just was not able to t- t- put it down a little. Just just a little. But I'd rather have it louder than, than soft so this way you can actually hear the conversation. So I just want to say thanks to uh, Maya and Gio for coming on the show and hanging out. I had a great time. Uh, they had dinner with us afterwards, and it was really fun. Uh, we are going to the Haunted Great America thing tomorrow, so that should be fun. Uh, I want to thank Eva Kinnenbrew for uh, letting me use her song and playing it uh, on the show. I uh, just wanted to give her a shout-out for that. Uh, I haven't met you, but I'm sure you're a cool person. So thanks to the Rosencrown, Palo Alto, Ale Arsenal, San Carlos, Jane's Beer Store, Mountain View, and the Willow Market in uh, Menlo Park for supplying me with great beer, great service, good places to hang, get beer, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, uh, so yeah, I hope you guys had a good time. Enjoy the weekend. Uh, I'll probably be posting another one next week. It's been a little slow here during the Halloween season, everybody's kind of got a lot of shit going on, so I didn't want to uh, try to reschedule some people and, and, and all that kind of jazz, so uh, so yeah, I will see you guys later, enjoy the weekend, and if I don't uh, talk to you before Halloween, I'm sure I'm going to, I'm going to put out at least something. Me and Darian still have a, the movie podcast to put up, and I'm going to release it on a few deep, so you can get a little uh, insight of what it is until we actually transition over to the full uh, movie review podcast, whatever we're going to call it, and all that stuff with all the music and, and that kind of shit. So, um, other than that, uh, I don't think anything else is going on. So, so yeah, so stay tuned for that. Uh, also, visit um, the iTunes a few deep. Please star rate it, write a review, something like that. And uh, I'll catch you later. Enjoy. Enjoy.